0: Thank you. Alright, so me, I got my phone and my scrub jacket. Um shout outs to new shout outs to the New York Knicks. Today is Sunday afternoon. Uh I wanted to talk some Knicks real quick, talk about what's on my mind. Um, a lot of things is on my mind today, but mainly what's on my mind is the Knicks young core. Uh huge shout out to Parent. Uh, I give a mini shout-out to Leon Rose and those guys. Um, I just wanted to say to Nick fans, I think sometimes we take a lot of shit for granted, and I think a lot of Nick fans is taking a lot of these young Nick players for granted, and I think it kind of needs to stop. I don't think it's fair to the young players on our squad the way we treat them most of the time, and this is why me... I took it upon myself to try to fall back on disrespecting players or getting at players. Um, this is why I scaled it back on adding players and calling them shitheads and, and calling them this, that, and the third. I don't want that type of smoke going towards the end of the season. Uh, I think that type of smoke takes away what from what the Knicks are trying to do. Even with yesterday's game, I didn't really – I wasn't really angry at the players. I wasn't angry at Randall shooting five for 24. I wasn't mad at RJ Barrett going nine for 13. I mean, five for 13. I wasn't, I I wasn't mad at any of our players. The person I'd be mad at, honestly, is Tom Thibodeau. And it's really because of him just not doing the simple shit sometimes, man. And when I say the simple shit, just simple rotations, uh, Putting players in spots to succeed. You know, stop giving Julius Randle a whole plate to eat all his food. You know, and outside of Julius Randle, you know, Quentin Grimes, um, putting Quentin Grimes on ball more, getting Quentin Grimes on more on-ball reps. Um, I think outside of Quentin Grimes, you know, Emmanuel quickly, giving Emmanuel quickly more on-ball reps or run some offense more to remain quickly because I'm tired of R.J. Barrett shooting tour dates, and he doesn't have to shoot as much as he does. I think the way I would coach R.J. Barrett would be way different from the way Tibbs coaches R.J. Barrett because if I was coaching him, I would tell R.J. Barrett personally to think pass first, and I would drill it in his brain to think pass first. Because if he thought pass first, he would make way better decisions on the basketball court. I also think Tibbs is asking too much of R.J. Barrett. He stinks. He should never shoot the ball 20 times. Right? Let other players eat on our squad. Right? So when I look at a guy like R.J. Barrett, I look at Quentin Grimes, I look at Quickly, um, and I look at Mitchell Robinson... Each guy, in an ideal situation for me, each guy should be averaging double-digit points. And I think we have the team to do it. I think we have the young core to do it. And I think we have the point guard necessary to do it. Now, as far as Jalen Brunson is concerned, Brunson is the perfect buffer to a young core situation. What I mean by that is when Brunson came to the squad, he, he takes off immense pressure off of all of the young guys. And this is his first time, and I had to think about it this morning. This is really the first time in Brunson's career where he's held a team and is leading an offense as a starting point guard in today's NBA. I think starting point guard is the hardest position to play in professional sports. Uh, I think it's up there with Being a pitcher, I think it's up there with being a quarterback. I don't know what position is harder, but outside of a pitcher, a quarterback, um, a soccer goalie, I think being an NBA point guard is one of the hardest jobs in professional sports. Because being an NBA point guard, you have to be a natural born leader, right? So when I look at a guy like John Morant, you have to be better, right? Because... The ball is mostly in your hands. You control the offense. You can tell players where to be. You can tell players what spots you want them in, right? So when we have a young squad, and regardless if these young boys been in the NBA for a couple of years, they still need some type of direction. Uh, Jalen Brunson is probably the perfect buffer for this young core. Uh, The only thing is I don't want to look at him as the savior. So in my mind, I'm not going to put him as no type of championship option as of now, but I think he ultimately taps out as a championship three option. Um, He still has room to prove me wrong. Uh, And when I say prove me wrong, like there is, there is things that he could do in order to um, up, up the level of his game and up the level of the Knicks. And I think one of those things is ch- try to scale it back as far as shooting the ball. And I think getting other guys involved um, would help. Uh, I, don't get me wrong, though. He's averaging 24-6 and – no, 24, 4, and 6 on elite efficiency, shooting 50% from the field, almost 40% from the three-point line. And – 80% from the free throw line. So his numbers, his numbers are spectacular. The uh, And he's averaging, career, he's averaging career highs across the board. And he's an all-NBA point guard this, this season. So his numbers are spectacular. He's doing exactly what I need him to do as a franchise point guard who is a point guard of a team that has a lot of young players on it. So it's cool. The only thing I need him to learn is how to make, how can he make other players better around him, right? Uh, he's made Randall better. He's made, he, he's, made a, he's made the team as a whole better, but I want him to start making individual players better. Uh, when I say individual players better, I'm mainly talking about R.J. Barrett and Quentin Grimes because I, I love both of those kids. I want them to, to succeed, but I also want them to get more shots. I think, no, well, not necessarily R.J. Barrett. He needs to scale it back. I think R.J. Barrett needs... Um, more smarter shots, a smarter shot selection. R.J. Barrett actually needs less shots. I think Quentin Grimes needs more shots. Uh, Quentin Grimes is a player that he should not be held to the standard of just staying in the corner. I don't think it's fair to him and his skills and what he brings. Um, I love the fact that he's shooting I believe 44% from the field and he's shooting almost 38% from three on the season right? and almost 80% from the free throw line. So that's very that's very good. I think that Quinn Grimes ha- is a smart basketball player. I think he's a smart playmaker. That's good as well. He doesn't make too many mistakes. Uh, he, he, he moves well off ball. And he's one of the main players that I'm most intrigued about when we actually make a coaching change because of what he brings and what I don't know already. Because I don't think Grimes you know, being a part of my young core, I don't think he's going to be this, uh, what am I looking for? I don't think he's going to be an all-star caliber player. Um, I don't think he's ever going to be an all-star caliber player. But that's not to say he can't be an all-star caliber player. That's not to say he can't be a a Michael Ray. Um, That's not to say he can't be an elite shooter in this league. Um, it's a bunch of guys who I've seen who I thought like this guy would never be an all-star. For example, Gilbert Arenas. Like when he first came into the league, I thought he would never be an all-star. Um, he became an all-star. Klay Thompson. Klay Thompson is probably the most famous one that I could see I, I could think of recently. Who when I watched this kid, I'm like, nah, this kid, he he don't have all star qualities, man. But after like His fourth, fifth season, you start seeing that shot fall, and you start seeing his two-way ability and the way he could move off-ball, it it was beautiful to see. So me, as far as Quentin Grimes is concerned, you know, I think he's Danny Green. uh, But after seeing him for a couple of weeks, seeing his on-ball reps and and, and seeing what he could do, I'ma try to, I'm gonna try to show him a little more respect in my next comparison. But I like the Michael Finley comp. The the reason why I keep thinking about the Michael Finley comp is because Michael Finley was a strong, um, strong off ball and on ball defender. He was secretly athletic, and also Michael Finley was a uh, was a good jump shooter. Um, he was more of a dog too, but I didn't see enough dog from Quentin Grimes because I don't know if he gets the amount of shots to be like Michael Finley. And this what it it goes back to Tom Thibodeau. And my guy Jalen Brunson because Thibodeau runs an offense where it's a lot of ISO, right? And some of our players, excuse me, sir. Some of our players, you know. I don't I don't think they're, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm talking about the Knicks or my thing. Uh, you know, some of the players, you know, I, I, I like what they bring. I like what quickly brings, but Quentin Grimes is probably the most intriguing for me because I don't, I, I honestly genuinely don't know what type of player he can become. I know at the bare minimum, he could be a special three and D player. Um, RJ Barrett, you know, I think this guy, I compared him to Jalen Rose um, both the high end, you know, uh, I also compared him to Brandon Roy. But the difference, the, the biggest difference between Brandon Roy and RJ Barrett, RJ Barrett, he does, you know, some of the, the running jump hook, some of those things. But Brandon Roy's handle, he had elite handle and he was an elite mid range jump shooter. So Brandon, Brandon Roy's game is, is, was way more advanced than RJ Barrett. Uh, but at the same time, I believe that Brandon Roy came into the league at a certain age. I believe he came into the league at 20 years old. So by the time Brandon Roy was about 24, he was already an all-star. My boy, RJ, still 22. So I'm hoping he can get to that type of level um, one day. Now, if he don't tap out to Brandon Roy, now this is the number three overall pick. If you're not going to tap out to at least Brandon Roy or somebody of that ilk, you at least got to be on an Andrew Wiggins level. And that's a level that he can achieve. But will he achieve it on the Knicks? I hope so. And I would like to do so because I don't want no more bad karma with the Knicks. When I say, when I mean bad karma, right, the last time the Knicks traded a top four pick, it was Chris Stapp's Porzingis. And a lot of us know about... Chris, that sports, and that whole situation and the karma that came to the Knicks right after that situation, right? I don't never want to go through another 17-win season again. I don't want to go through a lot of these things that I've been through in the past when it comes to the Knicks. So I try to stay away from karma. I try to stay away from all of the negative trades. And I try to stay away from people who We'll continuously try to trade certain guys off our team and try to say that, oh, we want more talented players. I think we have a lot of talented players on our roster. I just don't think Thibodeau is the right coach to get us to that level where these players need to be. I think Thibodeau has done a great job so far. I don't like giving Thibodeau props. Um, And when I say a great job so far, he's doing the same job that I felt Mark Jackson was doing with Golden State. And that job is you get the program tight, you get these boys up and running, you get the you, you get the um the culture up and running, you get you know players to understand what it means to be a pro, right? You get players to understand that being in the NBA is a job and you have to be professional and conduct yourself accordingly. And you also get your players to understand that defense wins championships right? Um, even when Golden State won the championship, Stephen Curry was defending his fucking ass off in last year's finals. Um, Andrew Wiggins was defending his ass off in the finals, right? So, you, you know, it's a lot of things that t- I take into account when it comes to Tom Thibodeau. Um, he's doing the same job that Mark Jackson was doing for Golden State, and I think it's wonderful, and I think his time is up after the season, and I would like for us to move on or I would like for him to step down and just let his successor finish the job that he's done because I really want to see these same guys under a different leader. Um, I I want a more modern offense. I think the saddest part about the season for me when it comes to the young core is I never got a chance to see a quickly grinds, reddish rj obi lineup and people say oh state yo you, you want ob at the five all right and i say to them like yo damn like can we try something new you know i, I think we draft the ob8 overall i think we should actually try to see if Obi topping can actually play certain positions on the court um that's unconventional that could probably help your team and help the spacing." Uh, Matter of fact, going right into Obi Toppin, you know, I think he's in one of the saddest situations ever. I, I feel really bad about Obi Toppin. I think Obi Toppin is averaging at least five points um, since we got Josh Hart. I think Obi Toppin is a player that should get more opportunity. Um, for example, last game. So, so, for example, the game before, Obi Toppin was awful. And I came on Twitter. And I said it's an L on the Knicks to draft Obi Toppin because you still had Julius Randle. So that's about having foresight, right? He comes out the very next game, the very next game, and he was one of the catalysts that got the Knicks back in the game. And what do Tibbs do? He takes him out, and Obi is still playing 13 minutes ago. So when Cam Reddish says things like favoritism, oh he didn't really speak to me you can't really get past it you can't and I hate bringing up Reddish and and, 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 you know his situation but it's not the Reddish situation that bothers me it's how the Knicks went about it and how they do business it is a bad look it is a really bad look and what makes it even worse is shout outs to my guy Eddie you know does a great job you know, um, I still think he's a bank robber. Um, I won't say it on here why I still think he's a bank robber, but he put out an interesting post this morning. He put it out actually around four in the morning, and he tried to sneak it around people and act like I wouldn't see it. So I seen it. And he put up three people, and he put up Zach Levine, a clutch client. That's Rich Paul's client. He put up Jeremy Grant a clutch client, another Rich Paul's client, and he put up Kyle Kuzma. Trading R.J. Barrett for Kyle Kuzma is, it it is one of the most dumbest trade proposals I've ever heard in my life. When Kyle Kuzma, at 22 years old, was averaging 16 points on a losing team. Zach Levine is clutch. We're not getting any clutch clients because of the way the Knicks do business. So, That's the reason why I don't like when people try to mock Zach Levine to the Knicks. If you was a client, if you was an agent, and you seen a a team do one of your agents dirty, and you fought all season for your agent to get off said team, while that said team DMP'd your guy, tried to make him a scapegoat, had these false narratives around him, like he does not work hard. Oh, he didn't oh, he don't practice, and oh, this, that, and the third. Why in God's green earth would I send my other client to play in that same set organization? Why? Why? Why would Jeremy Grant be in there? Why? So what I get from shit like that, excuse my language, brother, what I get from stuff like that is it's not even about basketball no more. This is emotion now. You don't like a basketball player you don't like rj barrett say that just say that i was speaking with fly earlier today fly put out a tweet and i noticed like a lot of you dudes really tweet a lot when rj has a bad game my poor brother a lot of y'all tweet a lot and fly wrote on the timeline yes i'm a known rj hater so brother we have nothing to talk about when it comes to rj barrett don't speak on him no more we don't even come under my tweet talking about RJ. It's pointless. You talking with a hater about a player he hates? Really? So it's not about basketball no more. And I'm a generational Randall hater. Right? But I respect game. I'm not going to continue to shit on somebody and, 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 and say, oh, he, he ain't doing well when the players is playing. Well, I'm going to keep it going. Right? So a lot of you dudes who just popped up on Twitter... And and, and just get these stupid-ass takes and and, and don't give no context. I get tired of that shit, honestly. Writing tweets like, oh, I'd rather Ben Simmons over R.J. Barry. You can't be that fucking stupid. You can't be that stupid. That's stupidity. That's not being smart. Absolute stupidity. And I I get tired of it. Kawhi Leonard, 13-6-2 at 22. Chris Middleton, 12-4-1 at 22. Chris Middleton is basically averaging Quentin Grimes' numbers right now. Paul George, 17, 8, and 4, shooting 41% from the field. Jalen Brunson at 22 years old, 9, 2, and 3. Julius Randle, 18, 8, 13, 8, and 4, shooting 27% from 3. Jimmy Butler at 22 years old averaged 2 points. Jalen Brown at 22 years old, 13, 4, and 1. Zach Levine at 22 years old averaged 17, 4, and 3. He actually put up worse numbers as a 22-year-old than he did it. as a 21-year-old. A lot of you don't even do your fucking homework. Jeremy Grant averaged 6-3-1 as a 22-year-old. Why don't nobody show any type of patience? It's because you don't like the basketball player. It's not about the fucking basketball player. It's about your emotion. It's never about the basketball player, which I takes no more. That's why I don't take a lot of you motherfucking serious no more. I can't take your take serious. I can't listen to a pod where a guy is telling me, "Oh, I don't give a fuck about the player. Oh, I don't give a fuck that Zach Levine agent is, is 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 Rich Paul. I only care about my narrative. You dumbass, dumbass. So that's how I know it's not even about it's not about the it's not about basketball no more, fellas, ladies. Charlotte, if you want to talk, you could cut me off whenever. I'm I got my phone and my scrub my scrub jacket and I'm just rambling off."
1: I just don't. I, I don't understand the timeline that today. I know the three of us, me, you, Stan, and a couple others, were talking about the timeline today. It's actually disgusting. Um, Nick's Twitter is. It's not even after a loss. I just. I don't understand. I posted a video of Randall. You know, his freakout. People are like, why are you not hating on RJ Bear? It's like people that just don't come to the post game that like make assumptions. My whole thing with Nick's Twitter is like. We all need to be reasonable about what is going on. If we had Brunson, we probably wouldn't have lost yesterday, if we're being honest. Okay? Like, we need to fucking relax. Yes, I am disappointed in R.J. Barrett. I will fucking say it. I feel like I have knives at my neck saying I'm not saying... People are acting like I say R.J. Barrett's like playing like fucking, I don't know, God. It's actually unbelievable.
2: Yeah.
0: Like
1: like people are coming at me being like, you don't criticize, you criticize Julius Randle, but you don't criticize, were you not at the post game? Did you not listen to the recording? Did you, did, no, you didn't, obviously not. I think RJ Barrett State has been underwhelming. I'm, I'm sure you can agree, right?
0: I agree. He's been awful.
1: He has been awful. I need to see something from him tonight to be like, okay, like, you know, maybe we're actually turning a corner. I don't see anything from last season to this year that is better. The efficiency, I don't know why, I don't know what his efficiency numbers are this year, but are they that much better to be saying that his efficiency is better?
0: Um, so I agree with you there. Um, his efficiency this season, I, I, don't, I don't really look at the efficiency stat. Me personally, I look at the field goal percentage and I look at the three-point percentage. Um, I'm not really too fond of the whole efficiency stat. For me, R.J. shooting 44% from the field this season.
1: What's and his three-point, though? Huh? What's his three-point percentage? though?
0: I think his three-point percentage went down to 32%. That's oh,
1: terrible.
0: Terrible. That's but,
1: awful. 32% for R.J. Barrett?
0: It, it is. It's that's hard.
1: fucking terrible, Steve. Come it's... on.
0: But, you know, I just gave you the stats. Poor George shot 41% from the field. I don't
1: care about anyone else. I don't care. I can't compare. I want to look up R.J. Barrett's efficiency numbers this year. It stinks. No, no, I want to look him up because I want to see the actual stats. So he is averaging 34 minutes of play, Uh 19.6 points, 43% from the floor, 5.2 rebounds, 2 assists. And then last year he was averaging twenty. So his efficiency, okay, he went up 3%. Oh, my God, 3%. And then 2020, he was shooting 44%. That's uh-huh. his best year he's been shooting. So it went 3%. That's what we're saying is like a, a big fucking uh, top. He's shooting 32% from three. Yep. He shot 40% from three last season. And 34%, this is his worst shooting year since coming into the league.
0: Yeah, it, it's been really bad. And he's
1: shooting free. Was the worst he's been all... 60% from the free-throw line state? 61%? Are you fucking kidding me? Come on!
0: I have no...
1: no 61%! No, no, like, genuinely, I don't think people are understanding how bad that is. If he is driving to the cup and he wants all these fouls, he's not... He can't even make a fucking free-throw, so why do you want to go to the free-throw line? I think that's like one of the worst on the team. Someone can correct me if I'm wrong, but RJ is shooting the worst he's been. Okay, wait, I'm looking at the numbers. He shoot, this is his worst shooting year in the four years that he's been in the league. And wow. we're saying that he's developing.
0: Why wow. yeah, but 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 this is why, Charlotte, I be getting at Tibbs because I'll be
1: But this is not a Thibodeau thing. No, this no, isn't no, on the floor controlling how he's shooting.
0: It's a part of it, though. I'll give you an example. Mikael Bridges is a basic example for me. It's like, that, like, I get a baseline of when a player's in a, a system, right, and when a player is not in a system, and when a player gets a different type of role and he understands his role and understands what to do. What Thibodeau has done with the number three overall pick these past four years, right, his first season, he was the, he was the third option, right? His second season, he was the second option, right? His third season, he became the de facto first option because Randall started playing like a pussy. Now, his fourth season, it's up in the air because now we signed Brunson. He trying to find out what the fuck, where's his place with Brunson, trying to find out where's his place with Randall. Then on top of the fact, I don't know if this is true, but I've heard, you know, I hear some things, top of the fact he went through a fucking breakup this year, on top of the fact that I believe in early I believe in early November I think he was complaining about him being sick. A lot of the things that he's going through this season, he has no excuses for because I didn't want to give Julius Randle those same set of excuses about Randle's play last season. So if he's mentally just not here this season, I'll give him a pass like I gave Randle a pass last season. I just think that he, he could be better, and I just I, – I don't think the harsh criticism that he gets, I don't think it's warranted. Uh, I think he's going to get better. i rather bank on R.J. Barrett getting better than – and I'm going to be clear when I say this, people, and I don't mean to be an asshole, but if you're picking – if you want to trade R.J., and I'm going to be very clear when I say this, all you basically saying to me – is you're picking Tom Thibodeau, a 60, soon 66-year-old head coach, over your 22-year-old prospect. So if that's your prerogative to win now, by all means, go make the trade. But don't come to me two, three years from now, bitching when RJ is 25, Randall's in his 30s, and Jalen Brunson is a six-foot point guard, Damn near about to turn 30, and Zach Levine is 31 and has no more knees left.
1: There is no trade though, State. I,
0: there,
1: there, there is no trade. There, okay. there is no trade. That's the reality. There's no trade.
0: I know, but you know, I, I wake up every day.
1: I said, I said on the Twitter today, I said, I don't fully lose I haven't fully lost. You know, a lot of people are coming. I'm done with the RJ. I'm not done with him. I just want to see consistency from him, State. And I feel like that's fair to say. Yes. I um, want him. If you're going to drive to the first of all, he's so predictable. That's my thing with RJ. And so is Julius. So is a lot of guys on the team. But the way that RJ, he drives the rim with the left hand then fades away on the left side. It's the same thing every time, right? He does not make it. He's falling away trying to rely that he's going to get the, um, get the foul. But he doesn't get the foul. So, it's it, it, it's a lose-lose situation. Yep. And he's not even making free throws.
0: Yo, he's not. So, why not- are you
1: trying to get to the line? I would understand if you're like quick. Like, like quickly he's making free throws.
0: But you know what, though? You know what's the shine of light to the season? It, 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 it kind of reminds me of Randall's last season, right? Because Randall got paid. And he was awful last. I don't know if RJ was, is worse than Randall this season than Randall was last season, but Randall got paid. There was people like me on the timeline saying, get this fucking bum off my fucking team. Um, people seen RJ get paid, and people seen the way I treated Randall and probably some of the other players, so they feel like it's probably necessary for them to get at RJ Barrett the way they do. I just see it as R.J. Barrett being a 22 year old who's playing the, being a third option on a team that's in the fucking playoffs, and I don't I don't see the reasoning for all of the the trading purposes for. Yeah. Like,
1: do I think he, R.J. isn't the only problem on this team. Anyone that's saying if R.J. was playing, but it is a collective team effort. R.J. is not the only problem on this team.
0: He, he's not. I just I think the biggest problem is the coach. I, I think the coach has to go. Um, for this team to get to a new level, listen, fellas. I don't know who's in the in. See, I gotta keep taking out my goddamn phone.
1: I think uh, Green Zone's first, then Kev.
0: Yo, Green Zone, what's up, my brother?
3: What's good with y'all? What's, up, what's man? up, man? Yep, I was just listening and I think y'all was being a little harsh on RJ. I wanted to what you were saying, uh, state, uh, mm-hmm. well, yeah, state runs the Knicks. Yes, uh, you brought up a great point with RJ. Um, He's coming off multiple seasons, playing different roles in each of those seasons, coming off what you said. He was playing most of the first option last season, second option the first half of last season, and coming in, bringing Jalen, bringing in new guys and finding in that new role. So I think we can – we should cut him a little slack. But I'm not saying he's without his faults. RJ definitely need to work on his game. Um, his handle, real suspect, that's like number one. I think he needs to work on mostly – and that will just bring everything together for him. But, yeah, I just wanted uh, to divvy up on that point you was making and put in my two cents. Let's go Knicks, baby. Let's Green
1: go. zone, what are, your, what are your thoughts on R.J. Barrett?
3: R.J. So Barrett? Far this season. He's been terrible. It's been hard to watch, honestly. But, like I said, um, it's all right. You know, guys are allowed to have off-seasons. You know, have one good season, one bad season. It's all right. I think we're jumping the gun a little too much. But that's just us as Knicks fans. We're fucking hard to please. You know what I'm saying? But I think we just need to be patient with him. You know, he's 22 years old. That's the main thing. 22, that's young as hell. He's still years off his prime. And one year into his new contract. So we got a lot of time to figure things out with him.
0: Yeah, I think um, I th- the biggest thing when it comes with me were um, RJ and Quickly and Obi and all of the young guys that we got. People feel realize like we got Randall at 24 years old, so it's not like we got Randall at 22 and and, and you know he's still figuring out. When we got Randall at 24, he was already basically developed, mm-hmm. um, mostly. Right? We got Jalen Brunson at 26. Uh, Jalen Brunson is. Is he fully developed? No. But is he developed? Yes. So I'm willing to I'm willing to give my team patience, man. I'm not making moves and picking Tom Thibodeau over my young core. Because if you trade R J, one of them other young boys is going with him in any said trade. So it's not just a trade R J thing like I think
3: Obi's gone this this season or after this season. He's for sure gone.
0: Yo, uh, yo, the OB pick is one of the most egregious picks in franchise history.
3: Trash, bro, I know.
0: And and he's... Not, so let me be specific. OB's not trash. <laughs> i full sample size three years of OB with 20-plus minutes per game. The OB's problem is Tom Thibodeau. Um, this coach, regardless if OB's playing well, regardless if obi's playing bad obi is going to get his 13 minutes and he's going to run randall into the ground do y'all notice and i I don't think people bring this up enough but did y'all notice julius randall tires out at the game 60 every season he's played for us did y'all notice that am i the only person who sees this because he's tired now he's physically worn out he's done um I don't, I don't I I think he's done for the season, man. I don't think he's gonna be here for the rest of the season. I think what? He mentally he looks mentally
1: worn out. Like, Ooh, that's a bad take.
3: I I don't know. We these next couple weeks when we start getting these games off, you know, if you look at the schedule, we got a lot of time off before this playoff starts. So I think around that time we could start uh getting the team back together, getting a little healthier, you know. I th-
0: I'm just scared for Randy, man. I'm, I'm, I'm just scared about his mental. I, I, I don't even really care about him shooting bad. I, I don't really care about our players shooting bad. I care more about their and in, in, in the long game. If if RJ's playing bad like this now, um, just get it out the way now before the playoffs, right? Like, I, I don't – I'm really trying to stay away from, like, getting at these boys, like, OD. But I don't want to feel like I'm babying them at the same time. So – you know, it's been hard to watch RJ this season. I believe this is – he's been cringeworthy watching this season, honestly. But I'm still going to support RJ. I think the biggest lie on, on, on this Twitter sometimes when it comes to me is people, when people tell me, like, I'm not I baby RJ or I'm not critical of RJ or I'm not this, that, and a third of RJ. Just because I'm not trading RJ for God doesn't mean I can't get on here and say he's playing like dog shit. I'm not you. I'm not trading RJ Barrett. That is, that is that is out of the question for me. And y'all will see five years from now, okay, I see why State said what he said. I'm playing the long game here. If you're not patient, don't speak to me about training R.J. Barrett. A lot of you don't have patience. Kev, what's up, man?
4: Oh, Hello, everyone. What's up? bro? Oh, I, did, I haven't heard this voice in a long, long time. <laughs> hello.
5: What's up?
4: <laughs> I have been I've been in my own little world. I've been chilling fam. Yo. Let me I'm not even here about to talk about the other Knicks. Cause I don't give a fuck about the other Knicks. I'm here to talk to you, State. As a as a brother, as I look to you as an older brother, right, fam? I look to you as an older brother. And I'ma tell you this, bro. All mm-hmm. right. Cause I I came up here for this and something else, but that something else could be for like another time. Yo, State. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to let go of RJ man and what i mean hold on and before you sit there and you start being like what you know what i mean by letting go by RJ is you need to stop putting in his pet this this pedestal of like he is like this <laughs> he's like this young player at least for right now at least for right now like one of the best young players you you need to Bring that pedestal down some, because right now what he's looking like is a good starter, and I get it. You know he was the he was pick number three. You know we would we look to him as like the franchise player, yada yada yada, whatever. But plans have changed, fam. You need to let go of R.J. Barrett. You're holding him. I don't know if you watch WWE. You're treating him like he's Roman Reigns and you're Paul Heyman. Nope. He's not Roman Reigns, fam. He's not, you making it seem like he's Brock Lesnar. He's not Brock Lesnar. You, no, and I mean this, they, like, and I mean, like, he's not, he's not a John Cena. He's not a, he's not a, um he's not a stone cold Steve Austin. He's not none of those players. He's like a.
0: Let me um, ask a basketball question. What, what's up, bro? Go to, go to, go to um basketball reference right now. I want you to give me all the third option numbers on every team.
4: No, I'm not I'm not saying I'm not saying like we can't I'm just saying you had to bring down the pedestal or something. Like like stop treating him no. like you could treat him as an all star potential player, fine. But you treated him like, like he's this, like he's like this superstar player, bro. Bring him down, some fam. You have you, your bro. You, you know what I feel like, bro? What you're doing right now? You, feel, I feel like you put this crazy heavy burden on yourself when it comes to RJ, bro. Let that burden go, fam. I promise you that way Will be lifted off you, and you will be you'll be more than happy. I swear to God, stay the same. I did the same thing for Cam Reddish, and I am telling you, I am more than happy than ever, bro. Let that burden go, fam. Let that burden go. I'm not telling you to be negative about RJ because I do agree some people are a little bit more negative than on RJ than some. I'm not telling you to be super negative on him. I'm telling you just. Bring that pedestal down some bro. Stop treating him like he's one of the best young players in the league, bro. He's not, bro. He's not, he's not, Yo, he's so not me... him. Especially, hold on, especially, especially the way the the Knicks franchise is treating him. He's not being treated to be the franchise player. That's not what the route we're going. So because we're because the route we're not going is treating him like a franchise player. Bring him down, some fam. You have to bring him down, family. That's all I'm saying. I'm not telling you how to fan. You can fan however you want no, to. You. I'm just saying, bro, get this burden off you and stop treating him like he's Roman Reigns because he's not Roman Reigns. All
0: right, so, you know, from me to you, <laughs> as a person who watched the Knicks trade Patrick Ewing and trade Chris Daswar a person who watched Isaiah Thomas while he had sexual allegations, trade the number two overall pick and trade a number three overall pick. As a person who has watched the Knicks for about 23 years and has never had the chance to experience a top three overall pick, for a person who had to watch Julius Randle do spin-around moves, good afternoon, mail. For a person who had to watch Julius Randle do spin-around moves at 24 years old, for a person who was pissed off 2019 lottery night when the NBA gave us the third pick and the Lakers got the fourth pick. You know, I am extremely happy with R.J. Barrett. I'm not taking him off that pedestal. John, uh, John Moran like the Tote guns and walk around like he Tupac. He ain't playing you know? um, getting pictures and, and clubs, not himself like a young, young man, the millionaire, right? John Moran reminds me of David. You're only going to get five-six Years out of him after the oh, five good yo six, hey, yo yo stay let me hey, 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 hold, hold on young blood Zion Williamson is margin boo margin
4: boo is crazy,
3: crazy.
0: Majin he is crazy. has not played all year which
3: margin right? boo
4: fat boo RJ Barrett has more
0: career
1: oh my than god
0: Williamson right so when y'all talk about the first overall pick in the 2019 draft he's injury poem you got the second overall pick who thinks he's fucking Tupac I am fine with R.J. Barrett. <laughs> and I'm not saying...
4: Him. In real fame, let me tell you. I'm not saying you couldn't be... I'm just telling you to bring that pedal. Okay. You're, you're treating I'm not him kidding. to be Roman Reigns when he's not Roman Reigns. Not even a Brock Lesnar. Bro- Kevin, I agree on something? This is rare. Like that, like That's oh, why I'm trying yep. to tell you. Stay. Let this burden go. I promise yo, Yo. You need to let the RJ burden go. I'm not telling you not to love him. I love RJ as well. Does he get me mad most of the time? Of course. Because he looks like to be not even a 20 million, he looks like he got overpaid, fam. That's that's what he's looking like, bro. For all that, bro, we could just spend that 20 mil on someone else, bro. That's what I'm trying to say. And yep. get hold on, and get at least similar to production from a 3D player. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Like, it's not it's Yo, nothing crazy with RJ. I love no. RJ, I don't hate RJ. I, love... I do think some people are being ne- too negative about RJ. I agree with you about that, but fam. It is his fourth year. He is the third overall pick. We can go back and look at some third overall picks where when they step into year four, like a Carmelo who did it, like a James Harden. Uh, Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, on, stay. No, no, no. Stay. No, 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 stay, 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 hold on, hold on. Like a Jason Tatum. Who's Carmelo's in year four? Stay, you gotta understand that year four. Say, hold on, that year four state, that year four is not just that. Like, who knows? Maybe if RJ gets traded and he goes to another team where T will dedicate and build around him, then, yeah, he can be something, bro. But that third I, overall I, pick, that fourth year is you, that fourth year, is that it me. tells you who you are or who you're about to be, bro. Either oh, you a superstar, young. an all-star, or all-NBA player, or you just a fringe or a good starter. And right now, RJ's looking like a good starter, respectfully.
0: Okay. Did you know all of these dudes at 22 years old that I put under this post that I put up earlier this morning? It's a lot of context behind these things. I I said third overall pick.
4: I'm not talking about just any pick. I said third overall pick. Like, I'm talking about third overall pick players from the past past. Ten years. Even if you want to go back to Mellow, Mellow has done it. James Harden has done it when he got traded to Houston. Any one of those who's played for Tom Thibodeau family? No, and 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 I agree. All right, well, what are we talking about? No, no, here? no. And what are we? Talking- hold on, hold on. Stay, go, go, go. That was going to be my next thing. That was going to be my next thing with Tom. With Tom Thibodeau, you you could be right. Cavs. Hey. State. Hey. Cavs. What There's always player. an
1: excuse for RJ Barrett. It's the coach. It's the it's the girlfriend no, breakup. What's wrong?
0: What, team, what team, we have we having no a basketball combo? What fucking team drafts a play a third
4: overall to make him the third option on their team? No, and and I agree with you. I feel like RJ. No, no and I agree. I feel like I feel like we did do RJ Dirt. We didn't never gave him. Oh, chance what are to be we that, talking that, about No, and I agree. But for right now, what the direction is looking I, I, like, already. I said no to you already. Yo, State, I said no. State, I promise you, State, I did it. And hold, hold on, on it. hold on, Charlotte, Charlotte, hold on.
1: You're not going to get hold on. No, no, no. You're not going to no, get No, 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 no. I'm going to say you're... this, and then
4: I'm done. I'm done. Yo, not. State, I did it with Cam Reddish. I'm positive you can do it with RJ. Cam Reddish. Same caliber player as RJ Barrett. I was gonna about? say so with Cam Reddish and RJ, but I'm gonna keep it to myself until like next year it's in good. the summer. Cause the shit oh I no. was My gonna God. ask, him, you was not gonna like it. And I love you, stay I, I promise you. Let let it go. Let the burden free, bro. Be free of RJ Barrett. Go. I am telling you. Be free you of it.
0: It's like talking to Ultron, telling Ultron not to try to take over the world.
1: Exactly, that's talking what I'm about. saying. He can <laughs> scream from the mountaintops and come to MSG and make a sign <laughs> and say, "State, let go of R.J. Barrett." And the sign is posted state, on Twitter. State, just
4: know I love you. State, I have no problems with you. I found this
1: on the just
4: web. Just know I love y'all. I just, oh, that's all I wanted to say, State. I just wanted to come up here and tell y'all all love, all love. But I'm gonna tell you this: Zach Levine agent is Rich Paul. We're not
1: talking about Zach Levine's State. All right.
0: So- for stop we,
1: bringing up Zach Levine, it's not happening.
0: So who we trading for? Because everybody got. We old.
1: don't know, but stop bringing up. Nah, Zach yeah, Levine. I'm stop lie, stop say, say, say i Stop bringing Stop bringing Jeremy Grant. Stop bringing these uh, yeah, guys. Yeah, to yeah I'm the not gonna table. lie. Say,
4: I don't, I don't care for Zach Levine. I don't care what goes on. I, I mean, I generally don't care for right now what goes on with the Knicks organization because we're on a three-game losing streak. Randall's looking like fucking ass. So, it, eh, it. Eh, it is what it is, bro. I'm like, we, we, when we get to the off season, we can do that. I was gonna ask a question and tell y'all not to answer until in the off season, but I'm gonna keep that question to myself because I don't want to shake Nick's Twitter. Okay, so I'm gonna chill. What's the question? Have fun. What's the question? Nah, 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 nah. I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna do. That. What's <laughs> the question? You can't. You can't just do it. Like, <laughs> I'm not I gonna do that. Question, but I'm younger, i I value my friendships. I value my friendships. Okay. I value my friendships. I hear you. You
0: wanna ask a question like somebody asked me yesterday. Did we trade the wrong Duke player? That
4: like, that that was that, that was gonna be the question. That that right there. Dumb. That that right there. But that, that's why I that said is- did we trade the wrong Duke? Yeah, yeah, that is dumb. But that's dumb as shit. but but I'm a, like I said, stay. I'm gonna keep it to myself. I don't wanna hear but. You know why I don't wanna hear but? I'm gonna keep because it because of myself. Tom, I don't wanna hear that. I don't no, want to I feel you. A We're not about- gonna hear it. We're not gonna talk about it.
0: We, we not because the combo about Reddish and RJ means you you scapegoat and Tom Thibodeau because Reddish, RJ, and Grimes should have been and playing I, together. And, I, and of- I agree. What are we talking about?
4: We gotta stop <laughs> it. Right. I and, and 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 I yo stay and I I agree one hundred percent of you. I just wanted to come up here and talk to you about the RJ thing. It's all peace and love, I, Charlotte. All love from here. I love all y'all. I'm out. I'm gonna go back to my little hiding hole like these and not be on, not be on in spaces as much, bro. I'm gonna holler at you. Yo,
1: dip. <laughs> Kev, come on, bro. What? Come on. What? what? You're like, state, when it gets hard, you just run away.
4: No, I, I, what do you mean it gets hard? I've been chilling. I just, okay. I'm just not okay. enjoying. I've been, my bad. Someone keeps calling me. I've been enjoying games much more than like, than like being on spaces respectfully okay. and i mean that and i mean that in the most respectful way possible it has nothing to do with stay. i love everyone in here brutus stan i love all y'all it's all love and games i'm just saying for me i'm be like these i had to protect my energy so i'm so i'll pop in every now and then but i'm not gonna be in off as often because nick's twitter at least for me right now, is a little too much, and I don't fucking care what anyone has to say, really, on Nick's Twitter, respectfully, respectfully. Got yeah. it. Got it. Yo,
0: Dip, what's up, bro? Yo, what's up, bro? Also, Nick's Twitter would be awesome. I don't know, man. I, I don't But you got it. Like, like Dip, what's up? You just got to, like, you already know how it is in New York City. That's why any criticism on Wait, Dip, you talking, yo? I cannot I got to
1: He sound like he's, like, underwater.
0: Sound like you? Hold on. Okay, then let me invite him back.
1: I don't know what happened.
0: Like, so I don't know what's up with Nick's Twitter today. I don't know what's been what's up with Nick's Twitter lately. But, like, people been coming at me about my takes about R.J. Barrett. They say some little condescending shit like, oh, well, you wouldn't trade R.J. for God. So I don't know what you... It, it, it has nothing to do with with playing, like, favorites or anything like that. I've seen some in the kids since we drafted. Do you so hear I'm me going... now? Yeah, I can hear you, bro. What's up? All right. You got to take any RJ criticism
6: is valid, right? The trade requests are mm-hmm. oh, wild. Wow. Because you got to look at it. You can't compare apples to peanuts. You can't say, well, that's a good peanut. That's a good apple. No, that's not how it works. So if you want to compare him, compare him with the people he got the contract with. People in his fourth year, Tyler Hero and Jordan Poole. Those are players, we compare them, they got the same contracts. So we're not comparing him to Paul George. That's the crazy, you know the crazy thing to me? Everybody got high mm-hmm. expectations for R.J. Barrett, but then say he can never live up to the high expectations they got for him. <laughs> make it make sense. <laughs> How you expect him to be a number two option on a championship team and then say, oh, he can never be a number two option on a championship team. Make it make sense. So, you just take it with a grain of salt. It's in New York City. is hard, baby. Like, people are going to criticize you. That's nothing. But the trade requests, they got to just relax with that. <laughs> just because it looks crazy. It don't make sense. Let's compare him to Tyler Hero, who's struggling as well this year. Jordan Poole, who's struggling as well this year. It's just maybe it's not a coincidence when you get that money and you start to get that target. It's a down year. Do I think Jordan Poole going to be struggling the rest of his career? Probably not. Do I think Tyler Herro? Is never gonna be better than what he is today. Probably not. Do I think R.J. Barrett's gonna be the same player he is today? Probably not. So, if you really be level-headed, it's okay. But if you want to be fans, yeah, criticize. It's all good. It's like part of the game. It might make him better, to be honest. So, the only one thing I'm not and worried about is those other two guys. Kind of got a concrete role. R.J. Barrett role seems questionable. That's that's the only thing that I'm worried about. Other than that. It's all gravy. No worries. No worries. He'll be all right. We'll see what he do in the playoffs. That's really what it's
0: going to matter. And that's it. Peace out. Yo, peace. I appreciate you. Yeah, I'm, I'm more concerned about the playoffs. It, he's like, number two on my concern about the playoffs. Number one for me is Quentin Grimes. Those two right there, RJ Barrett and Quentin Grimes, is just like my top two. Because we're going into these playoffs with – a pair of wings who is both 22 years old. Oddly enough, R.J. Barrett is the youngest player on the New York Knicks kills. And I don't understand why people want to trade him when he's the youngest player on the Knicks. But, you know, it's cool. Uh, but those two guys, and Grimes and, and R.J., will be the most important when it comes to the Knicks and their playoff hopes. Uh, this is why today I tried to preach some positivity on the timeline when it comes to the, the Knicks kids. Uh, um, just to, to make myself feel a little better before the game tonight because I know we're on a three-game losing streak. I don't like losing as much as the next person. So, you know, I'm trying to get my mind right through this game. So, I don't have to be really negative about it. Just... Like, we just
6: won nine in a row. and we lose three in a row, everybody goes crazy. That's why, like, you just got to take it with a grain of salt. Like, because the only thing is war. If you talk about RJ trade for old players, this war. I don't got patience for that. Anything else? Yeah, criticism. He deserves it. Trade. Now you're trying to ruin the franchise. Unless you're talking about a solidified all-star, but even still, I don't think it's our year to win a championship. They got to prove that to me this year. In the offseason, we could talk about it maybe. They got to prove that, okay, maybe we're a contender before we ever make trade R.J. Barrett for a quote-unquote better player. They got to prove that. They're Like, if we lose the first round in six games, like, no, 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 no. Let's slow play it. If we make the second round and lose in game seven, okay, Maybe I will reconsider.
0: Hmm. It depends. For me, it depends on the player. Uh, but I'm just not trading RJ, Barrett. No deals. I, I don't see no player like I, today's NBA. It's kind of different than what I grew up in. So from 2000 to 2010, if you told me we're gonna trade young players for a star, it, by all means, go get me a Brown Tracy McGrady. By all means. You, you, you want to give me one of those guys? A oh, prime Ray Allen? You're damn right. Go get me him. Go get me one of those guys. I'm not trading the farm for no Zach Levine. He's not even better than prime Ray Allen. What, what are we doing here? We Are we getting a Brandon Roy in return? Are it we- would have to mean
6: Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson are superstars. That we were wrong, and they are superstars.
0: That's the one you would trade R.J. Barrett. Until then, you can't, you can't do that. That's true. Um... And I don't think those two will ever be superstars. It's not saying that they can't never grow into a star caliber player. Cause I don't think they're stars now. My definition of stars is consistent playoff battles and, and playoff winning. Um and superstars to me are players with championships. So it, it, it's levels to this, in my opinion. Everybody else um definition usually be different. Brutus, What the hell are you doing? What? What's up, OG?
7: What up, bro? What's happening, man? Just here real quick. I just I only just really want to let you know that uh Trevor Kills is no longer part of the New York Knicks. Um he was released and uh he's not signed to a two way anymore. Um he's basically a free agent. So he's no longer the youngest on the Knicks. I guess it goes back to uh RJ Barrett.
0: Wow. Oh, yeah,
7: wow, that's nice. That's nice to know. Brutus, what's on your mind, man? What's huh? on? Your? Yeah, man, I I know you've seen a couple of these uh, m- mock trades that I put up, man, but I, I just – you know, that's my fun deal that I do, man. It's not that I really want to see RJ go, but if he goes, um, I don't want him to go for the Zach Levine, even though – I mean, I had to tell you that his numbers are actually – damn good and he's played a lot of minutes this year so yeah he started off the year slow because of that knee but apparently whatever it is seems to be fixed and he's now found his groove because he is really back and playing well but I still don't like the contract overall a contract that I wouldn't mind is the Brandon Ingram contract but he's been his um availability has been very suspect as well. I don't know if maybe the a change in our, our uh, medical staff, our strength and conditioning people could get him more prepared to be able to play more games because the last two years, he's really like 55 games, 31 this year. That's his only problem. But other than that, he might – he's only 25. He doesn't turn 26 until September next year. So that's the start of the next year. So he's a young guy that we could actually plug in uh if New Orleans is looking to move him and they have the Trey Murphy kid so that could be something. Uh RJ could go down and play with his boy Zion in the Big Easy, but overall I'm not even that excited about that move. I would be more excited to have RJ take the leap and um and be able to do that here and because I, I just can't see that with this team, the way it's constructed now, that here he would be allowed to be the true cut number one. He would really have to take that mantle, and he is not really showing me so far those signs. I'm not saying he can't get there, but I don't see the signs of him being like a true overall number one type player. So Um, I don't think Brandon Ingram is neither, but I think the the sum of the whole... Could R.J. become a a, a more efficient player? Yes. And if he does, I guess he's exactly what we could need and, and use. But right now, he's just so inconsistent in year four. This was the year we all expected. I didn't expect the gaudy numbers, being the fact that I knew he would probably be more like the third option. But I did expect more efficiency from him. I did expect him to at least be league minimum with his three-point shooting at, at this time. And I did expect him also to get closer to about 50% from the field. And um, it just hasn't come to play. Doesn't mean that he can't get there. Some players take it till they're like 25 to really... You know, find their footing as far as their game. And uh, maybe he's one of those. And I'd be willing to wait it out. But if they're trying to win now with guys like Julius Randle and um, Jalen Brunson, and they're building around this coach, and you know how I feel about this coach state, I'm with you on that one. If they're building around this coach, Julius Randle, and and Jalen Brunson, I just don't know if they're going to give RJ the time that he's going to need to become that player that we all think is in there. You know, is he? Can he pop? You know, so, next year.
0: So let me. So basically, what you're saying is, pick the 66 head coach over a 22 year old player you drafted third overall. I
7: know. I, I I think this organization is exactly what they're doing which is I don't agree with it because I and listen I would have been good with them at the at this summer if they would have had moved Randall um given quickly the keys uh start you know RJ O B Mitch IQ and and um uh Grimes if they wanted or what have you and um they just didn't want to go that route They didn't want to go the young kids route. So, you know, they're in this thing here. They got two guys that are like basically star level players. Um, Unless if, if Julius continues like he is, he may lose his all NBA bid. But before, you know, like by the end of February where um, he was like player of the month, uh, no, that was Jalen was player of the month. He was player of the week, like last week, Julius Randle. So, um, but this downturn could cost him uh, all NBA selection. But if he has two all NBAs and two, but he's just like somebody that you can't count on. It's not that he even not consistent. You just can't count on his mental well-being. And that, to me, eliminates you from being a superstar or high-level star he is a star but he's not a. he can't be a high-level star if you're so easily rattled mentally And that's what I see from Julius Randle and why he may not reach his full potential because he's too fragile mentally. Um, Jalen Brunson has all of the tools needed to be a superstar except for height. (laughs) Let's just call it what it is. He has everything that you would want in a player. He's just not big enough, really. uh, And he doesn't shoot well enough. I mean, he's shooting great from three this year. But he, in order to be like a superstar type player, I think he would have to stretch that three-point ability like like more like a Steph Curry. He has to be able to be a threat right over half court as, a, as well as his inside, what he has going on there. But if he could expand his range on his three... Uh, then maybe he could be that super superstar. And he still has to get somehow better defensively. And that is not really going to be easy to happen because of his size. But at least we know he's willing to put his body at risk which I actually hate the fact that he takes all those charges and gets all those extra bumps and bruises from it. But we, it does show his, um, like ability to want to be a dog. You know what I'm saying? He's putting his body at risk, you know, trying to get those charges. So I respect that, you know, in him as a defender. But other than that, man, um, uh, like I said, I hope they give RJ the time, but you 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 put it right on the on the nail on the on the head. Um, the hammer on the head of the nail, man. Uh, they're building around this coach Randall and Jalen Brunson, so they may look to make a more win now move, and that unfortunately made uh, you know cost us RJ Barrett.
0: So basically, if this organization chooses a 66 year old head coach over my 22 year old. Player who I believe gonna be an all star in the future, I'm absolutely gonna check out on the Knicks.
1: Absolutely- oh my god! Well,
7: but but listen, state they already oh made a decision no. for this 66 year old coach when the organization that traded a first round pick for another 22, 23 year old player and the coach won the battle Nobody because he's
1: picking anyone. I don't know where you guys get this narrative from.
7: No, no what were you um? Uh Coach Thibodeau definitely is picked higher than some of these players. He definitely is somebody that they stand by more than these players. Like Obi is gonna be somebody who's gonna lose out. Cam Reddish already lost out, two other young players. They have clearly Chosen they, this coach and 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 to build around Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle. and that is clear cut. If you can't see it, I don't know what more they got to do to prove to you that they are have chosen this coach and those two players as the centerpiece of them. I uh, think they, they, chose, they chose.
1: They um, chose. They definitely chose Jalen Brunson because they needed a starting point guard, and he has completely turned the team around. Julius Randle has been is now a two-time All-Star, so it's hard not to believe in those two guys, but I think pieces such as a Quentin Grimes or like who literally was nicknamed Mr. Untouchable because they would not move him to Utah apparently, and
7: right, Obi he's Top. another one who who is co-signed by okay. who? Who is he co-signed by? Who is who, is he who, him, is they could who? Have easily
1: moved Obi Toppin? They didn't Who
7: is him. he who is Quentin Grimes co-signed by? Okay. Tom Thibodeau. Tom Thibodeau is part of what this organization has decided to build around. You got to see that, Charlotte. I'm sorry. I mean, they have definitely have him as part of their core. He is part of the core. You're saying
1: that Thibodeau, you're making an assumption that Thibodeau. They
7: are not not going going to fire this man. They're not firing him. They're not looking to move the coach. They're looking to um, put pieces around and give this coach – Right, so that's, that's what I'm saying, that's not new They've always chosen to build around this coach Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson Add on Quentin Grimes They're
1: not building around Thibodeau They're building around Brunson
7: they're building who who else has co-signed jalen brunson tom thibodeau you're not getting it charlotte it's just pretty simple they are building around this 66 year old coach state is stating exactly you're what it like, is
1: you're acting like thibodeau is the one that uh that is the one on the floor and he's like in the all-star that they're they're building around oh
7: um, Charlotte, what, come, on. Like, no, come on, come on, Charlotte. That is guys, not exact. That, that is not what I'm saying. And and anybody, I, I, like, oh, I don't Thibodeau think anybody else in here is player, misinterpreting no. what I'm saying. And when it no, comes no, to Tom no. Thibodeau, Kirk uh, State, do you Thibodeau understand does not what I'm saying? The
1: player, he can't play.
7: State, do you understand what I'm saying?
1: No, he's saying basically, if Thibodeau does not Co-sign on the player, he's not playing. He, he just did that with Reddish! Charlie? The fuck? What the That's so what I'm saying. What phase. are you
0: talking
7: about? That is, hold, a on, truth. hold on,
1: hold on, hold on. Reddish is a different case.
0: Wow. That's different.
1: That's wow. different.
7: Um, Reddish is a
1: complicated situation.
0: No, it's not. Tom yes,
1: Thibodeau won
0: a what
7: power battle. Tom Thibodeau won a power battle what over West. He he won a power he battle, like battle over Well. He wore, won a battle over West because West is the one who wanted Cam Reddish. West is the one who actually wanted Tibbs fired, and and you know his that? man's you know Leon Rose chose Tom Thibodeau. Yes, but how do you know that West is the one? Article. It was reported that Wes went to Dolan. He went directly to Dolan to ask him I didn't it, th- th- that he wanted to fire Tom Thibodeau. And Dolan gave the, the the you know, like, yes um to, to Leon Rose. You could fire him if you want to. And Leon Rose chose not to. Tom Thibodeau won yes, that no, power I that article play. That
1: Leon Rose has the power to fire Thibodeau whenever he wants. Dolan signed off on that. I didn't know it was West. Because, I apologize. I never saw that report, but I think Cam Reddish is a different situation
7: because West wanted Cam here, split. so it was part of it was part of that whole power struggle right there. It was part of the, the fact that was West split, was the one who
1: we, the huh? office was split. It seems the office was split,
7: but, but Tom Thibodeau won the battle, and basically, um, uh, Leon Rose is dug in. To Tom Thibodeau, and he's going to build around him, Jalen Brunson, and, and Julius Randle. Julius Randle is also tight with the owner. He's going nowhere. <laughs> he's going nowhere. They're building around. No, Those three are part of the core.
0: And, and you know what's fucked up about this? I, Reddish already let cut some of the cat out the bag. And I seen somebody new come up in here. Yo, Jay, man, my, my phone is in my scrub jacket. I'm, I'm working hard. It's crazy how I'm still recording the pod and I'm working hard with y'all. So, bear with me, Jay, if you want to cut me off. Uh, um, go ahead. You know, my, my phone is in my scrub jacket, like I said. You good. But you good. Charlotte, like, honestly, that shit was a hit job by Tom Thibodeau. It was disingenuous to make um Cam Reddish a scapegoat. There's a lot of factors into this. One, when we traded for Cam Reddish, this is why I fucks with Josh Hart, but this is why it makes me disgusted with the Knicks even more. I didn't hear about practice. I didn't hear about earning. I didn't hear about shit when it came to CAA Josh Hart, right? So Tibbs signed off on Josh Hart so Josh Hart can get his minutes because that's what Tibbs wants. Tibbs never wanted Cam Reddish. And it was reported, this is why I started respecting Mark Berman, too, because I used to hate Mark Berman. Mark Berman was spot on on every article he wrote during the 22 season. Spot on. He wrote first. He was the first person to break.
1: Wasn't right to release it on Cam Reddish's birthday, though.
0: Yeah, yeah, but he was the first person to break. Tom Thibodeau did not want Cam Reddish. Tom Thibodeau did not want Kemba Walker. This is why those guys, did. as soon as it was a slight crack, and Tibbs had a chance to remove those guys from the rotation. He did. This is why this season, when when people like me were saying Tibbs played favorites, I go back and I look at old articles of his old teams on the Timberwolves. Like, on, on his old teams with the Chicago Bulls. Tibbs played favorites. And then, what's even more egregious, several factors. You talk about practice and earning it. I watched Alfred Payton steal minutes from Emmanuel Quickly for two years straight. I watched fucking Kevin Knox get not put in no lineup, get done dirty. I watch Frank get done dirty. I watch fucking R.J. Barrett as a third overall pick never ever ever get handed the keys in this offense. He always had to play next to somebody. Now we bring in Josh Hart. One of the most egregious things I've seen so far when it comes to Josh Hart how the fuck you let this man come in here and he get more on board reps than Quentin Grimes? How? Because of the fucking coach. Y'all don't understand the coach got y'all mind fucked. He made y'all think Reddish was a bad basketball player. He ain't no bad basketball player since is a stupid-ass coach. You could have played Reddish and Grimes together. There's no reason why Nick fans is arguing Grimes versus Reddish. Reddish versus R.J. Barrett. You got Reddish stuck in the corner. My man R.J. Barrett stuck in the corner. Nobody don't pay. How dare you pay... 500 for a Knicks ticket to go watch Jalen Brunson and Randall ISOs all day. How dare you? That is ridiculous to me. That's ridiculous to me. And then on top of the fact, every player that Tibbs gets, do you know all our players shoot below league average uh, uh, from the field goal percent? Field goal percentage wise? Randall shoots 45% from the field as a six foot nine power forward. I'm not blaming Randall for that. I'm blaming Tibbs. Quickly shot under 40% for two years under Thibodeau. R.J. Barrett looks like Ruben Patterson right now under Thibodeau. Mitchell Robinson has shown no growth on the offensive end under Thibodeau. None whatsoever, no growth. If I was the coach of the Knicks, if I was the coach of the Knicks, I'd be having fun with this roster. Because I'm telling Mitch, if you don't shoot a three per game, I'm sitting your ass. You ain't never playing. You ain't ain't playing because you're packing the paint. My young boys need places to score. Yo, Jalen Brunson, I'll bench your ass if you don't let Quentin Grimes run three pick and rolls per game. I'm benching your ass. Randall, see, Randall, I'm going to give Randall a pass. Randall been playing so well this season that I can't even really rag on him the way I want to. I just think Randall mentally is just not there. He's not focused. I think it's off-court transgressions. I won't repeat what I said yesterday, but I just think Randall needs a he needs to get in a better headspace. He needs like a a, a day off. He needs a yoga day. He needs something to just get back on track. Right? This is why I love RJ. He's never rattled. He don't look rattled. I know he's probably going through some too, but he got the same poker face on. So these boys gotta continue to try to fight through what they're fighting through, but the coach don't give us no he don't give me no confidence. Uh, even when Obi plays well, he still can't get more than 20 minutes. Obi Topper might be one of the worst picks in Knicks history. He's up there with Kenny Skywalker now. He's been averaging five points since we got Josh Hart. That is bad. That is really bad. That's called not having foresight. Now, if Julius Randle tires out towards the end of this season. After his first 60 games, I'm completely blaming this season on Tom Thibodeau. Because there's no way you got a hundred million plus dollars on the bench and you still can't play these guys to give other guys rest. I had no problem with Evan Fournier playing right now. Use him. You got soldiers, use them. Derek Rose, he should be on the court instead of sitting on the sideline thinking about both his girlfriends and his wife. We we use him. Come on now. It is awful. Oh, my God, man. Like, it, at some point, man, I try to, like, keep things things in perspective. I try not to, like, go really overboard. But, like, what I've been reading on the Knicks Twitter timeline lately has been very disgusting. I think people need to grow the fuck up. If I'm not writing trade Julius Randle every day, I shouldn't have to come to the timeline and read R.J. Barrett disrespect tweets all the time, man. Sometimes it takes some positivity. Sometimes you need to give a a brother some positive love. I can't – sometimes Randall needs some positive love. I'm not ragging on him for his game last night. He doesn't need to be ragged on. R.J. damn sure don't need to be ragged on. Quentin Nilekina, when I call him Quentin Nilekina, it's not – that's out of love. That's not because I'm saying he's trash. Because I love Frank Nilekina more than life itself. So I'm not trying to – I'm not trying to, like, pin nothing on our players right now. I think the coach – I think the coach – has done a terrific job setting up the plate. But I think it's time for somebody to step in and, and take over and, and get us to that next level. Because I think there's a next level that this Knicks team can reach. And that next level is possibly championship-wise. Because remember the first, the last year of Mark Jackson and Golden State. Golden State won 50 games. But they lost in the first round. And I believe they lost in seven. And the reason why they lost is because their offensive system was so stagnant. Um, their offensive system used to consist of a lot of iso ball. Um, their offensive system also used to consist of a lot of stationary Clay Thompson. Now, once Steve Kerr got into the mix, right, Steve Kerr injected some flavor into the offense because Steve Kerr is a tactician. Steve Kerr is also a former uh, uh, point guard. So, when you're a former point guard, you read the game differently. You feel me? Yo, Nick J, what's up, man? What's up, man? What's on your mind, man? Oh, man, Jay, I I can't hear you, bro. The I hate this shit, man. I can't but, hear him either.
1: I can't hear him either.
0: yeah, I hate what tw- I hate. Tw- come tw- back in and out. Just yeah, come, come
1: back in th- and out. I... Yep.
0: Um, another thing I wanted to talk about... Uh. I wanted to to talk about like team comparisons and stuff. I like I like this topic because this topic, it it brings me back to my memories back when I used to watch the NBA as a kid growing up. Um, You young kids, y'all had y'all got Zion Williamson. I'm telling you right now, I'm taking a a prime Chris Webber over Zion Williamson. Y'all young kids wish you had a Chris Webber. Right, there's some nights where Julius Randle reminds me of Chris Weber because Chris Weber was a monster, could play all ball, play all ball. Chris Weber, probably in today's NBA, he'll probably be a fucking MVP just off the of what he brings to the court alone. So, I I, I like watching those old teams, man, from 2000, 2010. My, my main era when I first started watching a lot of basketball, um, the Knicks, I already gave a lot of comparisons. I'm keep saying it, i keep saying it again. This Knicks team reminds me of the 2001-2002 Sacramento Kings. At first, I thought they reminded me of the 2004 Pistons. But you can't, rec- you can't um, replace generational defense. Uh, that defense was one of the best defenses of all time. That same defense, is, that same defense I believe, held the, off the mighty Lakers, who had Carl Malone, um, Shaq, Prime, Kobe Bryant, and Gary Payton, and held those guys to so I think 85 points per game in the finals. Um, that team also deployed the, the a top three defensive center of all time, and Ben Wallace. That team also deployed one of the a great leader, one of the top 20 leaders of all time, and Chauncey Billups. Um, so that team is like really an anomaly. Plus, you can't teach the skills that. Tayshaun Prince had you can't see six six foot nine, seven foot three wingspan. Um, I remember watching Tayshaun Prince. I don't know if he was old enough to remember this, but Tayshaun Prince, he pulled up, and I remember Reggie Miller was about to lay the ball up, and this was a playoff game. And Tayshaun Prince ran, and he punched that shit off the backboard. That was one of the best defensive players I've ever seen in my life from from a guy like Tayshaun Prince. So it it was remarkable to see that team. But for me right now, I'm gonna continue to say that 2001-2002 Sacramento Kings. Um, as long as Randall stays mentally focused, he could be like a Chris Weber like. Um I think Brunson is better than Mike Bibby. Uh I Brunson is better than Mike Bibby. Um quickly's better than Bobby Jackson. But we had the only thing is we have no Pedro Staryakovich. That's the thing. And Pager was a top 15 shooter of all time. Um, European too. I love Pager. I used to play with Pager all the time at NBA Live. So that's the thing that the Knicks are missing. We're actually missing an elite sniper. Somebody you cannot leave your man to guard another man. And that's one of the main things we're missing. And another thing I was thinking about last night, it's kind of different eras of NBA, right? Because in that era uh i forgot who the center was for the sacramento king's i don't know why greg oster tag name keeps coming to my mind but in that era the sentence wasn't really asked to shoot the ball right yeah body body yes 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 motherfucking Vladdy fucking oh most centers was asked to not shoot the ball it was actually asked to play in the post now in today's era you got some centers who could definitely shoot the ball. And I think a player like Chris Weber would have played more five in today's era just based off, just based off of his shooting ability. Um, they also had Doug Christie, a guy like Quentin Grimes. I just think Doug, Doug, um, Doug Christie. Doug Christie was a certified goon. He was a defender. Um, he wasn't scared of nobody. I remember Doug Christie fought Rick Fox. I was watching that game as a kid, like, oh, they throwing the. Oh, they getting it damn and dirty over there in LA. So I, I, I like that team um for this next team. Nick J, now that I can hear you, can you join me in this combo, brother?
2: Yeah, man. I just I, I just <laughs> wanna say, yo, there's a um, you know, I don't wanna I don't wanna be no negative toxic, but there's a world where Tom Thibodeau's gone. I'm gonna let y'all know there's a world where Tom Thibodeau's gone this offseason. And I don't know if y'all like that world because in that reality. In that reality, we go three and third. We go three and ten, and we're in the play-in, and and we lose. I'm not saying I want this. Uh I'm just telling you that that dude's been to the Eastern Conference Finals one time in his career. He's been to the the Eastern Conference Finals once, and we act like Tom Thibodeau is this old, big, big winning coach. If we're gonna be honest, the narrative about him. Is he's a good regular season coach, and you know why? Because he runs his players down in the regular season, and when it's time to be in the postseason, the guys are not ready. Point blank. If we look at his coaching career, like that's that's the narrative I have on that guy. So in in a in a world where Brunson comes back and reaggravates his injury, or we go three and well, we'll it would be three and sixteen. Or or three and thirteen, yeah, because we already on a three game losing streak. So, like, I'm look. I looked at the last thirteen games. We we got, we probably got four give me's. And without Brunson right now, is anything really a give me? And then with Brunson coming back off an injury and he just reaggravated his injury, are we sure he's gonna come back a hundred percent? So I'm looking at this, and there's a world where we're not playing, and we and we. We lose the playing, and oh. and I'm not saying that's I'm not saying that's gonna happen, but I'm saying Tibbs will be gone in that scenario, and that's all I can say. You know what I'm saying? Because this this coach is known for for um he's known for regular season to me, and that's why I look at him like he went to the Eastern Conference Finals once, and that was with a number one seed, and they lost to the Heat. They was the number one seed that with Derrick Rose that MVP year, and they lost in the in the in the finals. You know what I'm saying? So I don't I don't know. There's a big narrative around him. Like he's this winning, winning coach. But in the postseasons where it really matters, you know what I'm saying? We're talking about Chris Weber. Julius Randle's gonna be Chris Weber. You see how hurt up Chris Weber is? Where pivotal Julius Randle might become Chris Weber. So <laughs> <laughs> So that's what I hope it don't happen. But I just wanted to, you know, I just wanted to put my two cents in there because I feel like we playing against this coach's ego at this point. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I feel like, you know, um, Charlotte was a little mad at you because you was talking about this. That's the truth. This team is built around this coach. If, if you see when you look at um when you look at Jerry Krause when he was with the Bulls when you seen that um the um the Jordan documentary, you see Jerry Krause made moves that Phil didn't like at the time. There was, a, there was a separation of power, but we're looking at it now. I don't We see Leon make that one move, and, and Thibodeau show him, like, I know you made this move for the best of the team, which we would have been better if he was in the rotation over Deuce. Like, people can say what they want to say. The team would have been better overall in the 27 DMPs. And my point is, there's a separation of power. It's like, well, I didn't ask for this guy. But I know my GM gave it to me, and I'm going to play the best team that I have on this roster. And that would have been Cam. And I, and my point is, his ego, we're, we're playing to the detriment of his ego. Like, we're going to lose in the end because of this coach's ego. And I'm not saying I don't want to make the playoffs, but in the world where we end the season 3-16, and 16, Tibbs is gone. I believe the narrative is, is going to be true. They're going to say Everything we wanna everything we talk about, yo, he runs his players through the ground. Look, they had no legs. It's gonna be all on ESPN, all on Fox Sports, on undisputed first take. That's gonna be the narrative. This is a regular season coach. He runs his players through the ground. He can't finish a season with his. So I'm I don't know. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to be negative or toxic. I'm not trying to be on some like I want us to not make the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? I'm not even on that. Like we traded the the heart first round pick, all that like it is what it is at this point with me. But there's a reality where that guy doesn't come back, and I don't know if I'll be so I don't know if I'll be hyper upset. If I'm being honest, I don't know if I'm hyper upset because in that reality we keep our first round pick too. So it, it is what it is because I, I feel like if we go three and ten, and Miami goes seven and six because we both got thirteen games left. If Miami goes seven and six. They take that sixty from us, and we're in the plane. And once mm. we're in the plane, yeah, you can just say what you gotta say, bro.
0: Oh man, good points. Good point. Um, damn, he just scared the shit out of me with that. <laughs> <laughs> I got eighteen and four. My shit, my eighteen and four looking real shaky right now. Um, I don't think the Knicks have totally collapsed. That, that's I, I'm far from I'm far from removed from that. I think Jalen Brunson is just too good for the Knicks to collapse. And just I, I don't think the Knicks are collapse, bro. That's just the last thing I'm thinking about, bro. If this Knicks team collapsed, I'm you solely have to put it on the coach, man. And I'm already putting a lot on the coach, but a total collapse would be wild. I'm not gonna lie. Like that would be that would kind of break my heart a little yeah, bit.
2: Yeah, but state, I think you I think you are downplaying really Brunson's injuries. We really don't know what that injury is. we really Do not Do we really want to force him to come back early before we're about to make a playoff run? That's the next thing. Because there might be an off-season surgery from bringing this kid back a little early from an injury because we're in the middle of a playoff run. So I'm kind of worried about Brunson's health overall because he's the type of player we got to protect from himself. He comes from a real hard-nosed background, and he, he'll probably be playing if it was up to him. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I think I feel like... I really, I can't say that that injury is not going to be a three-week injury. I don't know yet. It might just be a week. It might just be three, four games. Brunson's tough. I, I respect that. But I also, if, I hope he's not having his injury linger the whole playoffs. I hope we don't bring him back too quick to make a playoff run. And now he's basically injured in the playoffs and he's playing through injury. You know what I'm saying? So I, I'm looking at it from that from that end of the, the spectrum because this injury is a, this at a weird spot in the season.
0: Yeah, it's mad weird. And I, I told Nick fans, I was kind of scared because I was thinking, like, he's done for the season. Because the way um, Brian Windhorst was explaining it, he's like, oh, well, it could be plantar fasciitis, a la Jaquem Noah, somebody else who fucking Tibbs ran into the fucking ground. But um, I, I, I'm kind of scared now because a, a Brunson injury ruins everything, honestly. It, it ruins my... My playoff hopes, it, it it ruins the it ruins the whole season for me. Um, and the reason why it ruins the whole season for me is because it's Thibodeau's fault. It's Thibodeau's fault because he's running he, he's typical, in typical fashion, running his players into the ground. And people gotta understand, like, it's not just physical fatigue that get that sets in. Physical um mental fatigue sets in too. There is days where I could work. A uh, uh, uh a 12, 13 hour shift. Do a podcast, talk for two hours, come home and not want to li- not want to turn on the TV. I'm just listening to straight music for that for, for that night. Because sometimes you need a mental break from a lot of shit, and Tibbs is not the guy to you know give us that mental break, man. But th- that's why I love Johnny Bryant, man. Shout out to Johnny O, man. Really appreciate Johnny O, man. Um Miguel. What the fuck is up, man? I just looked at my phone. Oh, Box Off. Oh. Bo- yo, Box Off is villain, man. My phone. Yeah, man.
1: Box box is next.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's Box, man. man. I ain't no, I um, <laughs> back, brother. My bad, man. I ain't seen you
8: follow. <laughs> hey, yo, you said we like the 2002 Kings, though? I oh, don't know. Um, the oh, reason... No. So, so- Who's our Vlade Divac? Huh? Who's our Vlade Divac? Divac Who's- was like
0: the center for the Kings. So, see, this is the tough part. Um... Isaiah Hardenstein has the passing ability like Volodyov, but our coach Tom Thibodeau uses Isaiah Hardenstein like Tyrone Hill. So it's kind of hard for me to, you know.
8: (laughs) I swear, you
1: you compare these players to the most random ass players.
8: (laughs) Yo, I wouldn't expect that Hardenstein Devot. That was different. That was different.
0: Stop thinking of passability. I
8: ain't gonna lie. I, I need I need Grimes man to learn how to put the ball on the floor a little more. You know what I'm saying? Because number one, in the rookie game this year at All-Star break, like, he put up, like, 40 because he was, you know what I mean? Yeah. Doing his own thing, creating his own shot. I need him to play like that with us. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he need to put the ball on the floor get to the basket instead of just setting up the shoot all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like
0: So, so, so here's how I answer that. Did you read the Cam Reddish article? Nah, nah. Feel me? I'm, I'm honestly- so, basically, Cam Reddish said, it feels like I could play free. And Portland, right? I call Tibbs a dictator because I kind of feels like it kind of feels like he tells players what to do, and if you don't do what he says and you break off of what he wants you to do, like stand in the corner, you're going to get benched. So, I, as far as like Quentin Grimes is concerned, I've been calling for him to get more on-ball reps. Uh, I would love for him to get more on-ball reps. I, I don't like the, the, the ball hogging bullshit, but it's just the coach, bro. This coach. I, I think right. what came to his defense, you know, Tibbs is a big defensive dude.
8: That's why McBride is getting minutes and we like getting yeah, with something rolling. You know what I'm saying? They could score. But yeah. I don't know if the effort is there on the defensive side. McBride and everybody else on the court trying to give you some effort on the defensive side. So let, I don't, let me ask you a you question.
0: I mean? You said my, one of my favorite words, effort. One what? of those secret cold words Tibbs like to use. Did Randall show you effort last game on defense that warranted him to come back in the game? Nah, I was when he put Randall in the game before Barrett.
8: I was like, What's going on? It was right after Randall had the meltdown, and he put him in the game. Then he put Barrett back in, but it was just like, I don't know what's going on, you know what I'm saying? But like, truthfully, um, somebody had made a good point about Brunson, he got to be definitely healthy, you know what I'm saying? Because we're coming down to the end of the season. and you know, he might have uh, – I think it's more so about the hard cuts and shit because he want to play hard. So, it's like when you're making certain cuts and playing defense, he got to really put that pressure on his foot. So, he got to chill for about a couple – I mean, another week or two. But I think he'll could be, he be good for the playoffs. I don't think it's that deep. They got to risk a few games without him and try to get some Ws. I'm hoping we can steal this one tonight against the Lakers, man. I got a feeling that Nick Bacchus, we going to come alive tonight, man, and get this one against L.A. I think, I think we going to come alive tonight.
0: I hope so, man. Um, a four-game losing streak at this point of the season would. I, I, now I'm starting to ring the alarm a little bit. Um, I'm starting to ring the alarm a little bit because of where we're at in the season, what we're trying to accomplish, and you know what are the what are the lingering injuries that our players have? The Brunson thing, once again, it scares me the most because it's not. It's an ankle injury, right? And also, the Knicks, the Knicks like to run politics when it comes to injuries. They don't like to say what the real injury is. They like to gimmick you and say, you know, it's questionable. You know, it's day-to-day. I remember Mitchell Robinson was day-to-day for a month. So, <laughs> so you know, <laughs> if, I was, if I was the president of Basketball Operations, fam, I don't even think I would send Brunson back out there for the rest of the season, fam. I'm not I'm not even going to hold you up, man. Steve, what? Have you lost your
1: say, mind? You're, you're damn right before.
0: I lost
8: my damn yeah,
1: You have what? literally hit craziness. But you just said
8: your words going to four-game losing streak, so, like, we have to, like, put a stop to the bleeding at some point. We cannot... Like, I don't know what, what risk are we at to, like, dropping so devastating to where, like, we out of the playoff picture, you know what I'm saying? But we have to get back in the wind column in some way. You know what I'm saying? Like, we got to, everybody got to come together. Man, Bradley can't have outbursts like that. He got to be our leader, man. He got to be more mentally stronger than that. He can't, every time you have a bad shooting night, like, he can't like be mad and be selfish. Like, you
0: know what I mean? So Why would it's you like, shut time...
8: down
1: Brunson for the rest of the season? What? Because yeah, I, care about,
0: I care about, I care about the future more than Tom Thibodeau's little legacy and I will be on this earth longer than Tom Thibodeau. So, um, as far as like Jalen Brunson's health is concerned. I'm really concerned about his ankle. I'm concerned about how the coach is going to play him. Um, He already tried to rush him back and and, and injured uh, Brunson even more. And it does us no favors when Brunson is a warrior and he says shit like, if I can walk, I can play. And you have a coach who don't believe in load management and shit like that. So if it was up to me, I'm not bringing Brunson back this season. Because imagine if you brought him back again. He gets hurt even more. Now, during the rest of Brunson's contract, now he's a, a liability. He's a six foot point guard who plays no defense and he's not the same player he was when he got him before his injuries. So I, I'm scared of the coach, man. This coach Yo, I, I think
8: I think I think us losing these games just show how important Brunson is to us and his acquisition to our team. Hey, let's, let's remember his dad is also on the staff, you know what I'm saying? So his pops ain't going to let him, you know what I mean? You know, get yeah. right because We're going to we gonna definitely need you. His pops is also on the staff. Let's remember that. So his pops probably like, yo, don't get out there forcing it if you ain't really all the way there. So, you know what I mean? Just get right. Brunson, we need him for sure. We need him. Yeah. He is the reason why we're different, you know what I'm saying?
0: For sure. Um, It's, it's very fun that we already beat our win total from last season. So we're already a better basketball team, right? So we already did one of the goals. We already beat one of the goals. One of the goals was get off of that 37-win bullshit, right? The second goal, um, get a functional point guard. We got one, right? My third goal, keep my fucking point guard upright and healthy as possible before the playoffs start. Tom Thibodeau going to have to fall in line. Charlotte maybe I am a little crazy right cuz I said sit him out the rest of the season right not sit him out for the rest of the season but I would sit him out until it was about
1: 7 games left that's um, crazy you can't you can't you can't do that state because you got to look at the opponents we got the heat twice right we got the pacers we got the nuggets Okay. You can't sit Brunson until seven games. I don't care how you. I know we only have like thirteen games left in the season, but you can't. You can't sit him for if he's healthy. Also, you don't want you don't want it like a Derrick Rose type situation where he reaggravates it. If he's not a hundred percent, he can't play. I'm sure if it was up to Jalen right now, um, he he would want to be playing right now. But you got to understand that we have to protect him. If we were to make the playoffs, if we were to make the playoffs. Which I think we should, we will. We need him at full health, especially if we're playing like a Cavaliers team. If we're playing a Philadelphia, you know, like these teams are not easy. They're far from easy. And when you have teams like these with potential matchups, you need Jalen Brunson at 100, percent or you stand no chance. There is, if you do not have Jalen Brunson in a playoff series, kiss it goodbye. There, All right, there's, but, there's no chance.
0: So imagine. You're talking about a playoff series, right? So imagine we rush Jalen Brunson back and we don't have him for a playoff series, right? This is why I said I will hold him out for a couple of more games because I have faith that the rest of the roster can still pull out games while Brunson is out. They already proved that to me versus Boston. So I know they can hoop. I know we got enough talent. The problem is the 65 year old head coach
1: who coaches like a dummy. He's the problem. I don't know. Okay, I, but 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 state you haven't told me one thing. First of all, you outlined that we we have better win total, right? Than last yeah, season.
0: Yeah.
8: We have
1: a, a stable point guard that probably will be here for years and years to
0: come. Who is six foot?
1: Has that shown to be a problem yet?
0: Um it's gonna show to be a problem with it if has that shown if,
1: has that when in this season has it shown to be a problem?
0: His six foot? Frame, it's not. But this is his first time under a
1: coach. He has been guarded by bigger defenders, and how is he? How is he created off of it, State?
0: Charlotte, I'm talking about the future, man. I, I like you could talk about the
1: future. Who? Who? Okay, what player in specific are you talking about? Then
0: I'm talking about Brunson and his ankle. I'm not. I don't care about a playoff trip right. But
1: now. that has nothing to do with him being six foot. I thought what?
0: Because his body can't take the amount of beating that he's getting because he is small. He's six foot. He's my height he's small you're gonna you're gonna want your you
1: can't blame his height for the reason he's injured state
0: no his body we, we could blame the coach for hurt. overworking them. top that, that's a minutes.
1: different that's a different conversation than him in his height though
0: no his height matters because he's small like smaller players are more subject subjected to injury look at all of the small
8: Where,
1: players. where's the history of that
0: of 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 yeah, quickly just played fifty five
8: something minutes though. Yeah, There's- and Qu- how
1: tall's anyway. quick. Someone let me know. How tall's quick?
0: Quickly six three. Quickly six three, but quickly has been playing like dog shit outside of that 55 uh uh minute game. To been... me
8: had 26 the other night. He showed up.
0: Oh, he, he played okay the other night. I've seen better quickly games. i s I've seen better quickly games. He he played better, but I'm just thinking long term, um Tibbs will burn these guys out. And Jalen Brunson's his his size, it, it, that's all. He, he he's six foot, his ankle, he really uses his ankles a lot. He twists, he be turning, twisting. So if it was up to me, I would hold Brunson out until like the seven, seven games left in the season to start getting him ramped up for the playoffs. Cause I need him hundred ten percent. I don't even want him a hundred percent. Because we're not winning shit in a playoff series if he's not hundred percent. If the Knicks wanna that's keep that's what I said. All right, and, and if you want to keep rushing him out there, you're going to keep getting these nagging injuries. And then we're stuck with a six-foot point guard who is making $26 million a season who can't defend two years from now with ankle injuries. I don't so want to go...
1: You're saying, you're saying now that Brunson can't defend. So you're building on your argument that Brunson no, can't no, no, no. defend.
0: No, we all know he can't defend for shit. But what I'm saying is he's not even going to be trying to defend as hard as he is now with a lingering ankle injury, and he's not going to be able to shoot and put a lot of pressure on that ankle injury if Tibbs keep trying him out there. And Tibbs' history, we know his history of players that's been injured on them, so I don't, I don't want that shit here. I, I, I
1: don't agree at all with your argument. I genuinely don't think that Brunson's size is the reason for his injury. I don't believe that his size is going to be a problem for years to come. I, I just don't see. I don't agree at all. I, live, I I just don't.
2: I mean, he, he his size reminds me of Kyle Lowry in the athleticism. And Kyle Lowry has been very injured. Um, a hard-nosed player. But this is the first been,
1: injury he's had major, right? Is this I mean, season? this is
2: the first time he's also been the franchise player.
1: True. And to That's get, a, to get a big
2: injury a is point. the first time a you're point. a franchise player.
1: Uh. But he knew what he was getting himself into. He knew when he was coming to New York. We haven't had a stable point guard since around 2013. He knew what he was getting into.
2: I I, mean, sh- I respect it. I respect it. I'm just, I just, I just, uh, you know, I think he's just kind of making a case on the size thing. I think the size thing does matter, Charlotte. I, I get you though. I get you, but um, he's a very I just physical. Don't see, he's very I physical. Don't, I don't think the
9: size thing could. matters. I don't think the size thing matters in today's NBA. I think that's a weak argument today. I don't think, so think it do. makes I sense. Think
2: that the, I mean, the size personally, personally the he
9: he plays, is. speaking, the
2: way he plays, he's at
9: the rim. His game is is right, absolutely. but they're not. They're not. They're like what? They're not like pushing them through the through the it's hoop and like everything he's like pushed, that. So like, like he, he just... like he's a leader in charges. So I get if you're talking about that type of physicality, which is by the way, when people say he doesn't play defense, I always bring up the charge shit, which everybody gets hate hates me on. But it's a it's a defensive stat when you put your body on the line and stand in front of somebody and you take that contact to get the ball on your team's side. That's yep. a defensive play. So I don't care what anybody says about Bluntson not being a defender. He's a physical defender for his size. Yes. He's not going to do everything that a 6'3", 6'4", defender can do because he's not 6'3", or 6'4", but he's going to do everything you need him to do at his size. The reason that he's injured is because he landed on his fucking ankle and it twisted. Yep. So if he, if he lands that way, which is a crazy freak accident, then, of course, he needs some time to heal it. If he didn't land this way, this conversation doesn't even exist. Yep. So, so I just want to I wanna put it in perspective here because had he landed even a little differently, maybe tweaked it a little differently and missed two games and came back healthy, maybe it's a whole different conversation we're having right now. So we got to remember and put in perspective what we're talking about here. We can kill Coach Nibbitt all we want to. And Bro, they,
2: they were saying that, on the replay that we don't even see what happened. W- where did the injury happen? What you look like, about? You saw it. it. Looks like, to me, it looks like mileage. I didn't see him tweak no ankle. They're saying it's a foot. Like I don't want to. Try I'm talking to about the initial
9: injury. injury, brother. I'm talking about the initial injury. I agree right that I, I agree with everybody that I think he came back a little early, and I think that's because Brunson can call his card. We all know there's two players on the Knicks that if they want, they can call whatever they want in terms of like their their card because they they're a top player for the for the team. That's a Randall and that's a Brunson. I think we all can agree with that. So if Brunson wants to come back, he's going to come back. I think he pushed himself to come back a little too fast, tried it out a little too early because it f- probably felt good initially. But he tried to push through worse. it, right? He pushed through it, pushed through it, because that's the type of guy he is. We all we all can acknowledge that, and that's exactly what happened. He re-injured also, it, re-aggravated it. I want to add
1: the the yeah. the Brooklyn Nets are about to beat the Denver Nuggets. Um, it's one point eight left in the fourth. It just shows how much bigger that this Lakers game is tonight. Lakers game tonight is a must win. There's no beating around the bush. Rem- you have to beat the Lakers Charlotte, tonight. Remember, Nuggets still have a chance. They hit a three. This game's over. They just got the ball back. Yeah, but the, I don't see any. Uh, sorry, sorry, Troy. Didn't
4: mean to cut you off,
9: but I'm watching <laughs> nah, the Nets game. No, nah, no, nah, it's cool. It's cool. I, I actually was talking when um, I know, I think it was it was box office or it was um,
4: no, I was just. It was, uh,
9: just Teddy.
8: Like, I can understand the Tibbs case of like he runs his plays through the ground, and his first year, that's his friends player He gets hurt at this time of year. I can understand that. But I, I right. believe Brunson is tougher. We gotta give him more credit for being more
9: tough at his at position. Yo, I'm just saying, like this man is is ridiculous, and I feel like I feel like listen, like I get the injury. Don't get me wrong, I get Tom Thibodeau. I, I get the the argument against him. But again, if a man up for coach Coach of the Year uh, considerations, right, he's doing at least something right. So we oh, gotta acknowledge I- a little bit of that. Listen, I'm just saying, we got to acknowledge a little bit of that if we're going to acknowledge the bad, too. I'm not saying don't look at the bad. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of bad to look at, but you've got to look at both sides, and that's sometimes what doesn't happen. You look at one side heavily and not the other side. I'm just trying to bring both sides to light. That's all. Same thing with Brunson. If you're going to talk about how little he is, talk about that he's one of the leaders in charge, then.
0: Yep. you got to go. talk
9: about both.
1: There you go. There,
0: but there that's, you go. But that's the reason why. I'm bringing up sitting Brunson until this uh, seven games. You but state that, you just man. said you,
9: state, you just said, state you just said that each one of these games are important. If Brooklyn is winning games, Miami's winning games, seedings is important. I know you know that that four or five matchup with Cleveland is one of the Knicks' best shot to get past first round. I know you know that in your heart. So if that's what it needs Brooklyn to be, Brooklyn just
1: won. Brooklyn and if Brooklyn won. and
9: if Brooklyn is winning and trying to keep their seating and trying to advance in seating, God God help us all, right? If that's what's happening,
8: then I think one of these game matters, Denver, right? One twenty-two, one twenty.
1: 120, so they, that's en- the uh, Lakers. You have to win against Lakers. You have to. <laughs> let's, not,
8: let's not forget what we're paying Brunson too. We're paying him a lot of bread. No, I'm yeah. not saying rush him back. The, the difference between rushing
9: back and sitting him for the rest of the season and sitting him longer than he needs to sit. That's the argument. I don't want to sit Brunson longer than we need to sit him because without Brunson, there is no shot that we can even contend for placement. Within playoffs. And if we want the four or five seating that we desire, Brunson's going to have to come back, hopefully healthy, hopefully in time to help us keep where we are in seating or at least help us advance to the fourth. I don't know what's going to happen in that regard, but that's what we need to focus on. As especially as a franchise, where we need to be, so everybody needs to focus in on that. Brunson should not rest more games that he's needed. I get the premise, state you want him as healthy as possible for playoffs. But if I told you you rested Brunson two extra games, and those two extra games that we lost because you rested him, now instead of being fifth, we're sixth, and now I'm playing instead of playing, you know, I'm Cleveland. We're playing Philadelphia. You might difference. think differently about the. You might think differently about the conversation. Um, so we got to understand what we're talking but, about here.
2: But I, aren't we going to have to play those teams in the second round anyway? Yeah, but we
4: have to get to the first, in the hold second hold on, round. Is, through is through it about just getting past first. the
9: first round? Yeah, but
2: who's yeah, who's, you know,
4: who's the easier matchup? The you want to play? You
9: want to play the play sixes in the first round, or you want to play Cleveland in the first round? Who's the easier yeah. matchup? Yeah.
2: No, I respect that, but I feel like if you don't got somebody who you have the utmost confident, like confidence in being healthy. I feel like that's more important than seeding. Because if, if, if we're trying to make a big run, we're going to have to see all these teams regardless.
1: It's about the first-round matchup and getting through the first round. I understand that the second-round matchup can be difficult. But when it comes to seeding in this, you'd rather be playing Cleveland than a Philadelphia. That's just a fact.
0: But it sounds like you're running from smoke. One, two...
1: Running from smoke,
0: yeah. You know,
2: smoke.
1: <laughs> well, you he said the he fire, he said the house is burning, and he ran away.
2: Yeah, no, I, is I that what you say? State? I respect <laughs> that we, we're, we're, we're three and one versus the Celtics. If we was the seventh seed and we played the Celtics in the first round, y'all really scared.
9: No, yes, I'm fucking scared. Hold on. Hold the fuck on. What are we talking about here? You think because we beat the Celtics in the regular season that you're not going to be scared of them in the playoffs? Regular doesn't
1: mean anything when you yo, get to the, the, so the, play- the, the playoffs. Yo, the reason the Celtics are so scary,
9: the reason the Celtics are so scary, yo, the reason the Celtics are so scary is because they got shooters and the Knicks <laughs> yep. leave the corners open for threes. It was but, the biggest but, reason bro, we lost against Sacramento as well too when after they got in through the paint and they kill us in the paint, the corners are wide open for them to two threes. After we I'm got just, back I'm just the saying, game. like,
2: what, what are we, what are we doing in the playoffs if we're scared of our matchups? Yep, That's it's not, about, scared about, it's not match-ups, getting it's about getting, scared. getting, it's the
1: about best getting a more favorable Thank matchup. Thank you, Charlotte. In the first yes, That's you need what it's to have about, a more bro. favorable matchup. If it comes when you're saying, "Oh, if Jalen Brunson's not 100, percent we should sit him for the rest of the season." No, if he's 100, percent he should be playing because we are not going to get the seed that we need to get through the first round without Jalen Brunson. I that is a fact.
0: I agree, but but he's six foot, right?
1: You not- keep bringing this height thing as an argument. It's not it, an it, argument. It does.
0: It does. Trust me, because he leaves the NBA in charges. So, he's but putting- see, how does on.
1: how does height? And sitting him for the rest of the season to conserve him for playoffs have anything to do with anything?
0: I ra- because my roster, I don't think you have as much faith in the roster as I do. I watched my roster beat the Celtics with No Brunson, so I can firmly expect my roster to stay. So you're a acting fo- like I
1: haven't watched every game.
0: Uh, Yo, know, I. I'd rather take some losses for Brunson to be extremely healthy than get him at 75% and we get smacked and have people coming up with the fucking excuses on the timeline talking about, whoa, well, Brunson wasn't 100%. You know, we should have rushed him back. Like, I I don't want to hear that shit this summer.
1: No one's going to say that because literally – You are. No, they aren't, State, because we need Brunson back to win these crucial games. We have the Heat two more times. What's more important? We have the Nuggets. We have the Pacers. We have teams that we need to beat.
0: What is more important, Charlotte? Games or Brunson's health?
9: No, those are two different arguments, by the way, State. We're not saying that's to rush saying. him back. You're not trying to rush him State, State, we're not trying to say rush him back. You're not trying to rush your, your best player back from, from injury. The difference in, in the conversation is you said you want to continue resting him, even if healthy, for preparing for the playoffs. That's where the argument gets oh, no, twisted no, no, no. a little bit. I, that's I where it's rest, at.
0: I would rest him until the seventh game because I think that's the game where he'll be 100% at. Okay, well, that's
9: what you got to clarify. If, if you're saying that you think – in seven games from now that he's going to be fully healthy and that's when you would play him, that's different. You made it sound initially like you said, okay, well, even if he's healthy, let's still rest him until until this time and then start playing him. That's how it initially yeah, came off.
0: My definition of healthy is not, is, is not just healthy. My definition of healthy is he got to be 110%. So he, like your definition of healthy, he could still be 90%. No, 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 that's not my definition of healthy. Not at all. My definition of healthy is you
9: don't feel any pain, you're ready to go, and there's no excuses after you play. If the excuse Mm -hmm. is my knee hurt after I played or my foot hurt after you played, then you shouldn't have played because you're not 100%. That's an excuse. So I don't want to hear that. You got to come back when that's not going to be the reason why your performance is lingering or issued. If it's rust, that's different. But if it's, oh, my foot hurt, then you shouldn't have come back in the first place. There's exactly. a if
1: difference you're not in that conversation. Don't play. Yeah. If, absolutely. If, not, if Brunson is not 100%, no world would I ever agree saying just push him out there. We need <laughs> If he is 100%, then we're having a different conversation. But if he's 100% you're just sitting him because you want to load management him till the playoffs, that's stupid.
9: Yeah. Yeah, we we, uh, we not the Clippers. Are we not the Clippers. We don't got we're the talent the like that. And we're not Yo. other
1: teams that do it too. Like, we don't got we, the
9: cal- We don't got the coach like that either we, to we're your not point, a right state? to
1: do that. We're not in the place to do that, especially with the team winding down. We are on a three-game losing streak. Tonight is a must-win without Brunson. RJ and and Randall are obviously not getting the job as it is right now, but the Nets look really good.
9: (laughs) Uh, I fucking hate these damn Nets, yo. Every time you think that they're like you stepped on them and they're they're underneath your shoe. For some reason, they come out one of those fucking nasty alleys oh, and just come Cam right Johnson, back, yo. Royce Always, bro. And good. Cam Johnson, yo. Cam Johnson is a monster, bro. Like he's almost automatic from three. Oh, this okay. is scary, brother.
0: Hey, God. Damn. This guy, Damn. About twelve points.
1: For Dave, this... But do you see how your state? Do you see how you're combining <laughs> arguments?
0: With, with my argument, as far as like the Brunson thing,
1: uh, I'm saying uh, you're combining him sitting and his height. As one Uh argument when they're two completely different things.
0: Oh, no. I'm using his height as a crutch as far as his injury with his ankle. And I'm combining it with the fact that he is the NBA leader in charges. And I'm combining it also with the fact that Thibodeau is my coach who will play him 12 minutes straight with no disregard of how he plays the game. So those are the factors that I'm combining it with. It's not just Brunson's height; it, it, it's many things that go into it. I think like his height is a factor because his body is so small. He takes he takes a beating, damn that every fucking game. So that that. that was but does,
9: but bad. don't you think that you think it's a little? Don't you think that your argument is just a little bit weaker because of the injury he had? It wasn't due yeah. to like him taking a charge. It wasn't due to him playing aggressive defense, it was literally him doing, he landed incorrectly on, yeah, him, but, on his foot. He
1: landed wrong on his foot. He wasn't, so I'm just he, trying he to, wasn't in right. the action.
9: So I mean, I, and I get the other points, by the way. I'm just trying to understand, like, from your – with you, State, personally, first. I just want to ask you, just, think, you know, because of your argument. Just Can you get back to me based off of that? Because the injury but, well, had nothing to do with, you know, what you were saying. And to, and,
0: yeah, so go I, ahead. I'll put it like this. If it was a shoulder injury, then I wouldn't be as concerned. But since it's an ankle injury, that's why I'm so concerned about it. Because he, like, Brunson's a skilled player. So he uses his ankles and his legs for a lot. Like, And the way he twists and turns and shit, like, how can he sustain that if we rushed him back again? And he already got hurt one time. So imagine pr- rushing him back again and he gets hurt again. We we'll probably will not get the same Brunson for the rest of the season. So I'm just trying to be... Uh, uh, careful um with Brunson, and I'm just not trying to rush him back. I, I, but I, you think but the Knicks Steve, would rush Steve, him back, though? So?
1: Shoulder injuries are worse. Like, yes, he, gonna, he just got rushed back.
2: We believe
9: he right? just got rushed back. I, yes, I think, think what happened is Brunson back. said he was good, and they said, okay, you can play. And then something happened when he moved, he moved and then so it got away. And take and accountability of it.
2: the franchise. What listen, we I'm not you saying you're, am I'm say you're
9: wrong. I'm not saying that you're wrong that the Knicks should say, hey, listen, we shouldn't have brought him back earlier. We should have kept him out. I'm not saying that the Knicks potentially shouldn't say that. What I'm saying is that I don't think it was like, yeah, Brunson, you got to play. I don't give a fuck if you're injured. I think Brunson had a lot to do with that. And I think now, looking back at it, he regrets oh. going back to it. And now he has to stay out longer potentially because of that. And I think the Knicks are going to look at that next time when he says he's good. They're going to make yep. sure he's really good I'm, before I'm he be gets honest. back on the court. He
1: was 100% not. He was a, he was not at 100%. We've seen,
2: we've seen Kevin Durant sprain his ankle before a game. And they're talking about three to four weeks now. I'm telling you, I don't if, think Kev- if Kevin Durant three, was weeks. on the Knicks and that injury happened, Kevin Durant would have played that game. Basically, that's what I'm telling you. Thibodeau is a different being. He's a different being. I think we see a lot of guys. So you're
9: saying that Thibodeau makes players play through injury? I just want to make sure <laughs> I, I understand think, what you're saying. I think
2: that's, bro, uh, uh, the, uh, that's what sports is. Have you ever been in the locker room when the culture is pressing you?
9: I'm no. I, I'm just trying to understand. So you're saying yeah, that if you injured your foot. Le- so pressure meaning that he you you injured your foot. You can't walk properly, and he's like, "Yo, listen, bro, I don't give a fuck. You got to go in and play." I don't,
2: I don't fully know how it's being um said. I'm not gonna sit here act like, but I but you how think it's being something said. like that Yo, is happening though? I, I mean, I had a brother. I ain't gonna front, I'm, I had a brother in the NFL, right? tore his ACL. He was practicing while he was on the on the injured reserve. Like they put him on the injured reserve, and he was practicing and messed his knee up more because the coach was trying to get him back on the field. And I know this is what happens in professional sports. Do you
9: think something like that would happen in the NBA, though, which is the most televised and watched sport um, in in the U.S. And if something like that did happen on that type of national level, then it likely would be investigated to a higher degree than if it happened at a university. Would you agree?
2: No, no, that that was on the Packers. That wasn't at a university, but no, no, I
9: understand that. I'm just trying to tell you, like, I'm just trying to put the comparison out there, though. Like, do you think? in terms of like in terms of that that it would be a different level so likelihood is you don't want to do that the on that stage of
2: the, coach is, the mentality yeah. of the coach is showing and i think the way i think julius isn't the type of person to go to the coach and say yo i kind of need a rest but julius was walking on the court yesterday we literally what i haven't i'm watching i'm used to watching julius be explosive be strong aggressive julius was walking on the court
9: yesterday. so you're saying that Julius should have been on the bench and somebody else should have been in his place right I'm,
2: I'm saying the coach should have been did that.
9: Right. I have no argument we, had a, we had a Charlotte we're talking game. about the coach. I just seen, what I just we're seen talking seen about now is rest. somebody playing through injury, brother. That's what we talked about. That's initially what you and I had a conversation about. That you said that in the back is a conversation that happens, that when somebody's injured on the Tom Thibodeau team, that he pressures them in some way, I don't know how, Yes, in yes. some way I believe, I believe to play even though they're injured.
6: Yeah, I mean, look at yeah. the Grimes thing when he first came back. He wasn't healthy. He was still doing mean, like. I he think was if, if we're
2: gonna be honest, I think we have a coach who recruits players like that. That's the type of players he wants. He wants the players to run through a wall for him. That's why he like. Don't you hear about? He has a lot of to do with the with the mentality of the players. Like, oh, he's a hard nosed player. We always hear about grinds quickly. These players work really hard. We hear oh, Obi the first. The first um. First offseason, Obi broke the conditioning record. He has workhorses. He wants guys that'll run through the wall for him. I'm telling you, everybody's not built like that in the league. I don't think everybody has that mentality. It would have got really nasty if a Kyrie or KD and he was. I, I think the like we just have people that are very hard-nosed. Rick Brunson was Rick Brunson was a was a um was under Tom Thibodeau. He knows who Tom Thibodeau is. So he understands the <laughs> mentality of Tom Thibodeau. I think Brunson is a very hard-nosed kid. Julius is a dude. I put a lot of work on him in the offseason. I'm going to play every game if you say I can. If you, We had to shut Julius Randle down last year. Julius Randle would have played 80-something games, but then we let Obi at the end of the year. It was like, all right, we're not making the playoffs. He was having so – I, I mean – we you you,
9: Again, we're talking about different again. We're talking about now coaching stuff. And, I again, if we want to talk about coaching shit, we can go back and forth on all the mistakes Tom Thibodeau has made, hasn't made, yada yada yada, because there's a lot of them we can go through, and that's a different conversation. But how many games have you seen What I'm saying it? is, I don't think, and I, I just want to pu- publicly say this, I definitely do not agree at this year in this type of NBA that if you are injured, that a coach is going to make you play. I don't think that's going to happen. I mm, think you as a happen. player, I think you as a player can potentially say, yeah, "I'm good," pretend you're good, and kind of fight through it. I think that could happen. I think that you could tell the doctor that you're good as a player. I think the player can call their shot with that, but I don't think a coach, if a player doesn't want to play because they're injured, can say, "Nah, we gotta, you gotta play, man. We gotta, we need you out there, bro. Like we, we, you're gonna lose. You gotta, you gotta push through it. I don't give a fuck if it ruins your career later on. You gotta push through it. I don't think that's not, especially not today. I mean, Even I don't if it think, used to happen. I don't think it happens today. So think, that's don't my don't personal it, opinion on it. Nah, I don't
6: think it ever happened where the coach say, "Yo, you gotta play. I don't care how you feel." It's the pressure. It's some pod pressure. It's never that you don't need to. What's understood don't got to be explained. Like, you don't want to be talked about behind the back, like Cam Radish, for example. Maybe there was a time where he was nicked up and he said, Yo, I don't want to go. And then now you get on the bad side. I, like, I played D2 football and you had pre- no, no coach ever said, like, Oh, you got to go out there and play. But we all know that, all right, if you're hurt and you don't practice, you're on the shit list. It don't got to be explained. You can, you, you, no words has to be said. So if their culture is like, look, if you're a little nicked up, you play. That's the culture. It's not necessarily Tom Thibodeau's fault, though. I would agree that it's not his fault per se. But if the coach is like that, you feel pressure to play while you hurt. Now, granted, you have a medical staff, and medical staff may or may not have the power to sit people. Some teams and medical staff say, "Yo, he can't go, he can't go." Other teams it is like you said, the player choice.
2: Bro, bro, my brother has a lawsuit with the with the with the medical staff on the. Right now because they was lying to him he had to go outside of the building to get other to other doctors a team doctor works for the team let's just put that point blank right there the team doctors work for the team that is not an
9: independent brother sort of like, brother like, and, I, I, and i appreciate that and listen and i think that i think we all can agree there are unfortunate uh, terrible scandals that happen throughout, uh, throughout, the, throughout, throughout America every single day, right? But can we put that on a larger scale saying because it happens in some of these areas, some of these places, that it can happen at every single level I just want to make sure we understand what we're talking
2: about. I think we're just ignoring who Thibodeau is and what the narrative is. I think we're trying to get around what the narrative
9: is. I think we're ignoring the fact that we're playing in 2023. And I don't think the same pressures that used to be applied where I think in the the old NBA, I think a lot of that used to happen. Like, you know, 80s, 90s NBA, I think a lot of that definitely used to happen. My argument is I don't think that that can happen. Nor will, nor does it happen anymore in today's NBA. That's all I'm saying. And I think there's right, levels to this right. type of thing. That's my, I, I, that's my I, argument.
2: I respect to that. It. I respect that. But here, let me, let me make one last point. And th- this is not about that. How many times have we seen Brunson and Julius in the game, up 15, up 18, three and a half minutes left in the game? I've seen it too many times this, this year, and I feel like he's putting unnecessary mileage on these players and it, and i think we're seeing a little bit of the wear and tear we just seen julius walking on the court i haven't seen julius legs look as bad as i've seen that last game the whole season and now i'm seeing i seen brunson it looks like he's breaking down a little bit so with that being said i think he puts a lot of unnecessary miles on the team and i'll just leave it at that that's that's my personal belief i've seen them by guys on the court with three minutes three and a half minutes four minutes left up 15 up 18 like and I've seen that too many
9: times. And that's there's the no, mentality of this coach. Yeah, There's no argument with me there. I think that's true. But I also want to say that in today's NBA, right, when, you are, when you're up 15 and you rest those guys, and then in four minutes the team that we're, we're going against makes 10 points in the five-point game because, two, you know, three threes and three possessions, it's nine points, right? Um, it's different now. So I get your point that when, when there's a clear dominant lead, and the momentum's in your, in your favor, yeah, I get it. They should be resting. It was a point in one of the Nets games we were, up, we were winning, I think by 25 or 30, they should have been resting. There's no way you should have been playing during that time, right? But when you're up 10 or 15, I think, it's, I think it's okay to have them in there because teams we've seen, especially against the Knicks this season, has made runs against us when we were up that amount and come back to either beat us or tie the game. So I, I, think, uh, I think that's why he keeps them in there, just to make sure he can secure the victory because he's seen it slip away from him in uh in the previous uh games in the season but i'm not trying to defend the guy i hear what you're saying as well too he can run players into the ground he can't do that i'm not saying he can't he does play play at tom thibodeau's physicality is a little different than other teams physicality i understand that but like i said you have to look at both sides you can't just look at one and sometimes i think we focus really on one and don't look at the other if you look at both, it just helps you make a better decision and judgment in terms of what you're going to say. So I just want to make sure we both understand what we're talking about here because there's two sides to it.
1: It's a good debate, guys. It's a good conversation. That's what I like about Spaces. We have good debates and conversation about what's going on. But um State, you there? Yes, I mean, I was listening to the whole time. I had to fall back
0: because that was a great conversation. Uh, me personally, I like when nobody's agreeing. Um, I like when there's conversations like these so you can hit both sides of the coin. Um, I think it's good for audio and I think it's good for listeners because I don't want to know. I've always been a proponent of that. That's why I started to do live streams with my guy Eru. Shout out to Die Hard Next podcast um, because me and Eru don't always agree. Like we've had bad arguments to the point where we had an argument so bad one day about Evan Fournier, me and him. We literally cut the show like, yo, yo, we'll talk tomorrow, yo, we'll see you tomorrow. Like, literally, like, it's been that bad. So, like, I, I can understand like, the, the disagreements and I can understand both sides of the point. I'm just, I just care about more about my players' health more than anything. And I don't care about Thibodeau's record, his regular season record, or his playoff record. I just care about my players. And I'm going to be on this earth longer than Tom Thibodeau. He is 66. I am 33 years old. I got more time than him. So I I don't want to make no moves, no rushing moves, no rushing anything to try to make that man look better. If it was up to me, Brunson would be sitting his ass out until the seventh game of the season. So he's 100, 100, 100% ready to go out there and perform. I think at, at
1: his height, I can agree with you on that, but not. I don't. If he's a hundred percent, there's no point in keeps into sitting him until the playoffs. You know what I mean? That is yeah, not I lot of sense.
0: probably I probably worded that wrong. Uh, not sit the whole fucking season, but I'm saying until like it's under ten games, um, probably seven games, eight games. You know, but I, I want him to sit a substantial amount of time so I can believe that he's really healthy and he's ready to go. Because I don't want I don't want to have no excuse for the playoffs. I don't want no excuses to be ran by company men for Tibbs. I don't want to hear the Knicks didn't win the playoff series because Brunson is hurt. I don't want to hear the Knicks didn't win the playoff series. Tibbs should keep his job because the Knicks are tired. I don't want to hear none of that shit this year. There Steve, no- can
1: I ask you a question? Yes. If the Knicks lose in the first round, are you going to be calling for Thibodeau to be fired?
0: Oh, I want him to be fired. If we lose in the first round or win the first round, I need him to go. So if
1: we lose the first round, yeah. Okay, and let's say we win the first round. He's still calling for him to be fired?
0: Um, that's not in my place to call for him to be fired. That would be unfair, and I'm a fair person. Hmm. But it's hmm. not that, Like, I still view him as the white Mark Jackson. Uh, he's going to be the guy who gets your program up and running. He's going to get your young guys to play hard, and then you have to bring in a guy to come in here and finish the job. I, then who is
1: that? Who is that state? Who's so, that pl- who's that coach you want?
0: So me, I don't have no I don't have no specific coach. Because I don't wanna I don't wanna put myself in a box. My criteria for the next New York Knicks head coach Uh preferably I want somebody young. I want somebody under forty years old. I would love to have a minority Does in there?
1: age have to do with anything. I'm because, sorry,
0: but I need somebody I could I could talk to, look at, and, and feel like I can relate to that guy. I don't care if he's white, black, purple, red, blue, green, silver. I need somebody young in here who I could listen to, who I could talk to. Every time he says a word, um, I believe him. Every time he says, "Well, we're going to be running a modern offense and we're going to be playing small ball," I could believe him. Every time he says, "Well, he wasn't the option for the point guard that night," I could believe him. Whenever he say practice earning minutes i could believe them. i can't believe shit this this coach we got right now so i i want somebody a minority somebody young or give me one of those young white boys one of those boys i could really relate to talk to i could look at him i like chris finch right i, I just need somebody new in here I, I need a voice i need a good voice or you could just give me johnny bryant you know johnny bryant is sitting how would right- you
1: feel if johnny bryant was coaching this team
0: um I think
1: I, I, I personally don't think he's ready yet.
0: Um it depends. I don't, I don't know. I don't I'm going just go, I'm going to go with what you just said. Um I don't know. I don't know Johnny Bryant as much. I only know the Johnny Bryant that's been on the Knicks and I know that he brought some of his sets from Utah over to the Knicks some of his iso sets. Uh I don't know what type of coach he is, but he seems like the type of coach that all of the players love and you can see um, each game, he's always on the bench talking to one of the young players, and he's the first person that I've ever seen within the past four years really get into Julius Randle, and and that's that's something nice that I see, and I wouldn't mind um Johnny O'Brien. I wouldn't if Johnny O is the next coach for the New York Knicks, we're doing him, we're doing the perfect job for him, the perfect job for him. Um. Mm. It's up to Leon Rose, man. It's a it's a Leon Rose decision.
1: I don't I think Leon, I think Leon is gonna keep them out here to, to stay past this season.
0: So 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 Leon is gonna have me listening to a 67-year-old yep. head coach. Yep.
1: yep, in the
0: modern NBA. Yep. Okay, yep. so yep. let me ask you a question. What okay. stars coming to play for this 67-year-old man?
1: Someone on the Miami Heat or the Clippers.
0: So, so Jimmy Butler at age (laughs) thirty-five. You know I want Jimmy Butler. I I want. (laughs) I I love Jimmy Butler. I want. I want him. I'm not. I'm not. I'm biased about it. Everybody knows I want Jimmy Butler because I like winners. Right. As far as Jimmy Butler's concerned. If the Knicks was to get Jimmy Butler, I'm absolutely calling the Knicks the best team in the Eastern Conference going into the next season, and they should be the five. They should be the title favorites coming out of the East. If they fuck that up, then I don't know, man. If Tim's can't get that starting five right, I shit, I, I don't know. But I would love Jimmy Butler though for sure. Um, I, I like winners, man. I like winners. I don't like losers. I don't like sore losers. I don't like um. Bitch ass players. I don't like players who who fucking cry all the time. I like players who fucking come to work and and, and play hard every night. And I like winners. Once again, man, I, I view him as a winner, man. Uh,
1: um, Jimmy
2: depends. Butler hasn't played sixty games in um in six years. I think he'll get. His, I think <laughs> his knees will go into dust <laughs> under tips. He's, his knees will turn to dust.
0: Yeah, but it would like I right, so for example like. As long as he just doesn't not come here with this goon mentality, like this is my squad and, and this, that, and third. And be come in here and he's like, yo, I'm gonna do whatever it takes to win a championship, then I'm then he's the perfect piece. Because that's all the Knicks really need. They really need like a they need like a a, a guy who could play play defense, defend. I think they need need an established vet in the starting five. I love Quentin Grimes. Quentin Grimes is cool. I love love him to death, but I think he's still a bench guard. And I would like to replace him with somebody who's more advanced than him and bring Grimes off the bench and let Grimes grow slowly. Uh, So that's how I see it. It, You know, like I love Quentin Grimes, but give me Jimmy Butler, man. Give me a winner, man. (laughs) I I would love beating Jimmy here with Brunson Aaron that'd be nice because I know we'll never be able to get Mikel Bridges he's on the Nets, so that was another person I felt like would fit the Knicks perfectly but you know he's on the nets now and we're never going to get him on our squad so outside of those two it's just my belief in R.J. Barrett who could take the next step so what is this you every. Oh, it is 6.30. I did yep. not right. Oh, wow. <laughs> the fuck? Brutus, yo, what's up, man? You can't you left. You can't back I know up. Chris
1: has been waiting a while, too. Um. Huh? Chris has been waiting a while, and then we'll go to Brutus.
0: Chris? Yo, what's up, Chris? How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. My phone is in my scrub jacket, brother, so if you you, you could have just cut me off whenever... I apologize, but what's up, bro? What's on your mind,
5: man? No issue. I fully agree with your take on Tom Thibodeau. I consider him a foundation coach, kind of like Mark Jackson. You set them up. You put them with a team. They can set the foundation for your defense, and then you need to go to another coach who can open up the offense. They just – because these coaches that are too strict offensively and they stagnate your team, you can't grow with that. And then yeah. I don't know who I don't know who said it that there are two Knicks that can call their own number in Randall and um Brunson, but I think Quickly's up there too if at this point. I think Quickly surpassed RJ and the if he says he wants to be out there, Thibodeau's gonna just be like, Yep, we can play him.
0: Yeah, yeah. I agree. I, I like workhorses. Um I, I already said bro like I really genuinely love the young players that we got I know I used to I used to call them mid um I used to call our young core mid but I always had belief in the young core the reason why I call it mid is because outside of RJ Barrett I didn't really see the I didn't really see the kind of the light so a couple of things happened this season for me to like see the light on various players so for example when um RJ first got hurt, guess who started to turn up? Man, you quickly, uh, when Mitchell Robinson, when Mitchell Robinson had got hurt and, you know, other players needed to step up. Guess who stepped up? Isaiah Hardenstein. Like, it's always, I know he's not a draft pick, but Isaiah Hardenstein is still a young player. He's still a young, productive piece. So I think as long as the young players continue to step up, continue to make strides, I think we're, we're in a perfect situation in a great situation. It's just the coach, bro. Like, this coach, like, like, I would pay to see Emmanuel quickly and R.J. Barrett to run a screen and role play, but quickly being the screener. I would pay to see that. Like, we don't get that type of offense. We have yet to ever see Obi play the five. Obie's the type of player, if I drafted Obi. Um, I would have used them at all of all five. I would have used them at small forward, power forward, and center because I would try to gouge, where where can I effectively use this guy to bring out the most from him. You know he's athletic as fuck, so you want to play a fast pace when he's out there, but you also want to give him free reign to be Obi Toppin. Um, he don't get that free reign. The one thing that Obi does too that Randall does. That I, I kind of don't like, and it, it's kind of annoying to me. Um, Obi never brings the the ball up the court to do a coast to coast. I don't know if that's by design. I don't know if that's typical. I don't
1: think he's allowed to do that. State. Uh, uh, my point, yo, you just proved that point there. That fucking coaches ain't the players. That is oh. not, but they, that's not. He's not comfortable dribbling up the ball up the court like a Jokic or a Julius. Yes, I've seen him doing a couple. When when have you seen? Uh, Obi Toppin, bring up the ball confidently across the half court. Wait, fucking the, for real.
0: Post a coast
1: move? He cannot do that.
0: Yo, he did it a couple times this season, Charlie. When, I'm asking
1: you, when has Obi Toppin done that?
0: All right, I'm about to go get the tape. Get now the he,
1: tape because it's never happened. All right, I, I
0: got you. I got you. Don't worry about it. I got Knicks fans. I got Nick fans who send me shit all the time. Don't worry about that. I'm going to get you that.
1: Mark my words, that has never happened, and it never will, because Obi Toppin can't bring up the ball confidently across the hard court. I've seen
0: him do it before, Bring the ball up. Bring me the tape. I will. I definitely will. I definitely will show you proof on that. Word.
5: Obi I, I... is one of the biggest misses, though, of this team. They should have traded him at the deadline because he just doesn't fit what you need behind a guy like Randall, like if he, if Toby if Obi was going to get his playing time, he could uh-huh. fit. He could help this team, but he just he's not a corner knockdown shooter, which is what we need behind Randall if Tibbs is going to play him that way.
0: But 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 brother, we drafted a guy who used his athleticism to get where he's at. Why are we using him like Jason Capono? That's the shit that kills me, Steve, bro.
1: where do you get these names from to compare players? I'm genuinely wondering.
0: Um, So growing up, I used to play a lot of NBA Live. <laughs> um, I used to play a I lot. I don't
1: even know that player. Who did, did Jason play Capono
0: was next? in the three-point contest. That's a fact. Did he
1: play for the Knicks? What team did he play he for? Played for the he heat. Uh,
7: he also played for the uh also played for, no, yeah, the Heat. The Heat, definitely.
1: Got it. <laughs> Jason on. What's the player that you compare RJ Barrett to?
0: Oh Ruben Patterson.
1: Ruben oh, Patterson, but Ruben Patterson
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. had better defense. <laughs> Portland, Portland had better Trail
1: State did does RJ Barrett have better defense than Ruben Patterson? Oh hell
0: nah. Okay, <laughs> nah, so, well, so
1: can I ask you a question? Why are you comparing him to a guy that's better than him?
0: Yo 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 Charlotte. In the
1: defensive end let me clarify <laughs> cuz Ruben Patterson is very <laughs>
0: call RJ and that's the only player I can think of when it comes to RJ to be as disrespectful I want,
1: as You know what we have 40 people in here I want everyone to tag what player do you actually compare RJ Barrett to it can be old new tag state or, I or Brutus in a t- in a tweet and put in a tweet what player what play, everyone draft a tweet right now and tag State me or Brutus. What player you compare R.J. Barrett? That's not named Ruben Patterson. Thank <laughs> you. I, I genuinely want to know what the crowd thinks. Please tag us in a tweet. I'd love to hear your guys' responses.
0: It's um, funny. It's funny because bro just said Andrew Wiggins and R.J. reminds me nothing to Andrew Wiggins. Yeah, and
1: Andrew Wiggins not playing the rest of the season. He, he actually, he actually,
0: and shout out to Wiggins too. Get your get your mentals right, brother. Come back when you're mentally healthy. Don't force yourself back back to rj barrett rj barrett reminds me of Jalen rose um he reminds Jalen
1: me- rose
0: yes he reminds me of Jalen rose he reminds me of you're Brand- about to have
1: me pulling up Jalen rose's numbers in year four
0: you can pull them up
1: what you mean i am right now
0: so so he reminds me of Jay- <laughs> rose. the play style um and stuff like that that's why i say Jalen rose um,
7: that's a very good one, State. I, I would, I would, I, would I, I, I could go for that one.
1: Okay. In year four, in nineteen one two, 1997 Jalen Rose was with Indiana, averaging twenty points on forty seven percent shooting.
0: Hmm. You, know his, you know who his teammates was,
7: right? So, in other words, uh, R.J. Barrett would like to be Jalen Rose. <laughs>
0: yes. no, who, who was his teammates though? What? Who was his teammates though? I, I apologize so,
1: because
7: I wasn't born yet in nineteen ninety seven. Brutus, can you tell her? Can you tell me <laughs> what was, please? Reggie Miller? No, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, uh, no, yeah. he had a uh, 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 Ron Artest. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, the the Davis brothers. Um, uh, what's his name? Smiths. Um, this big <laughs> center. Uh, <laughs> I Forget his first name, man. He played at Marist, though, big time uh center. So, those were some of his guys. Was Miller still there with him or Mark Jackson? Mark Jackson was the, the point guard there at the time, I believe.
0: Yes, you uh, for the 2001, you're talking about the early um, the early paces when they got to the finals and played Kobe in them.
7: Um, was I, I think Jalen came after that, but I still think that, um, no, Jalen was, was on. Was on-
1: he was on that final scene. Oh,
7: and- he was on that team. All right, so then, yeah, that that's the team. That's the team then. I
1: would love to just – I don't think Jalen Rose is – what current NBA player do you compare R.J. Barrett to that's not named Andrew Wiggins or anyone else?
0: Yo, I can't – there's no NBA player currently I could compare R.J. Barrett to because R.J. Barrett doesn't have a he, – he doesn't have a current NBA player game. He has an old-school, boring – I'm getting straight to the point – I'm not going to wow you. I'm not going to beat pop, poop you. So this is why when it comes to RJ, I never compare him to anybody in today's era. When people used to say RJ Barrett was James Harden, I used to disgust at that comparison. So, so that's my my high income for RJ. I think no, my high income for RJ was Brandon Roy because I felt um, RJ Barrett has this running jump hook. That he likes to use. I don't know why he doesn't use it even more. But that jump hook reminds me of Baron da- Um, Damn, Baron Davis. Reminds me of Brandon Roy. You um, also- know
1: what pisses me off the most? Yes. When J- when um RJ's right at the center of the page, he gets past the opposing center. And he does like a teardrop kind of thing. That's um, Brandon
0: Roy-like. Uh, yes,
1: but he misses it every single time, State.
0: He has, he has no touch. I think that's enough. He cannot
1: finish around the rim.
0: I, I don't. I don't know what it is. I, honestly, I kind of do know what it is. Um, I think it's RJ. It's himself. One and two. I think it's just the system and the personnel that's around. So, put take Mitchell Robinson out of the paint, right? Um, who's a player? Take Mitchell Robinson out of the paint. Put Chris Porzingis at center right? Let's, hypothetically speaking, now RJ has so much space in the paint, because now that said center has to come out, and now he has to genuinely defend our center, and now that gives RJ Barrett more space to operate with, and Julius Randle, because I noticed too that the paint be packed a lot, but this goes back to the 65-year-old head coach and just the personnel on the team. I Like, RJ Barrett has no touch... Um. That's another thing, too, that bothers me about him. He's elite at driving to the rim, but he has no touch. Um, I don't know if Chris Bickley Bick- should... I know what he should do. So, Kobe Bryant, I believe he... Shout-out to the late, great Kobe Bryant, man. L- I love that man. But Kobe...
3: In
1: peace.
0: Yeah, he... I believe he tore his... I think... I believe he tore his rotator cup. And... Uh, I'm saying 2004 2005, it was one of those seasons. But this happened during the summer. Kobe Bryant, such a dog. He said that he tied his fucking left hand, he tied his right hand behind his back in every practice that summer and only played with his left hand. That's some madness. That's what RJ needs to do. I don't, I don't know what Chris Brickley's doing with him. I, I don't know
1: what he's teaching him. But it's, it's true, Hanlon. RJ
5: and Randall, tie that left hand up. <laughs> well, yeah, they.
1: <laughs> what I don't understand is what what like my big thing with RJ that I've asked and no one has been able to give me an answer. He's uh-huh. worked with Drew Hanlon all throughout the summer. Yep. What has RJ improved on with Drew?
0: What has y'all? I don't know, y'all. I don't. I don't. His
1: free throws worse. Okay, his yes. free throw percentage is worse. He, his defense has a hundred percent been worse this season. Okay. Nobody is telling me otherwise, and um, the shooting percentage—it's it, just not there.
0: Yeah, that, that's true. Yeah, I just did the one. They—they they just had a, a heart surgery in there. I just got out of there. It took like two hours. My boy, talking my boy. It took like three hours in there. Boom. As far as like, I, um, I just
1: don't understand what what they've been working on all summer. The free throw looks worse. The whole go. shot looks worse and different.
0: I think. Oh, another thing you got to attribute it to. Oh, shit. another thing you got attributed to attribute um, it to. R.J. Barrett has played with. What the fuck is? All right. Well, everything's broken. Jesus, I gotta go. Of- but I think it's also attributed to R.J. Barrett playing with four different starting uh, backcourts in his first four seasons. I think we have to take that into account. It is. Damn, I gotta go to number four. They really flooded. So I gotta take a lot of things into account. Uh, it just and he's just twenty two. Like I, I don't. He's been so bad this season, man. I, if Randall could bounce back, I damn sure think RJ could bounce back. So I, I'm, I could be worried, but you know, I think Tom is on me and his side and Randall's side and Brunson's side. I don't think Tom is on Thibodeau's side. So, you know, I
5: got yeah. I'm, but the I'm, issue, RJ's issue, is fit. He doesn't fit this team. So, so I say this to you.
0: Right, Go around the league and look at every third option on every team. And then I want you to come back to me and give me those guys' stats. When you talk about not fitting with a team, I just gave you that R.J. Barrett has had a different backcourt every season since the man has started,
5: bro. <laughs> like, you're like, what, what more do you want? No, I'm not saying R.J. is a bad player. He's a good player. And if you put him on the right team... His stats would look better. His efficiency would go up. The issue is, like you said, he needs to. He wants to go in the paint more. So Mitchell Robinson gets in his way, and Randall gets in his way. But Randall's clearly a better player than RJ. Jalen Brunson's clearly better player than RJ, and Mitchell Robinson is clearly a top five center in the East. So if you're looking at who can you move of your big four to get to like make the pieces fit better, it's RJ. He's not one of the top 10 players in his position. He's kind of miscast. He's a shooting guard, not really a small forward. The team needs a small forward. They need to get a little bigger.
0: Trade him for.
5: Mikael Bridges, but I know that's probably not going to happen, but that would fix a lot of the issues on this team.
0: Brother, this is the first time I use the mute button today. Who are you trading RJ for? The Nets will never trade with the Knicks. Let's try this again. Let's try this again. Bi, bro, bi. I don't want bi. Bi plays fifty games a season. Let's try this no, again. No, I know that's
7: why. Jalen that's why Brown, I
5: if Boston, if Boston messes up and breaks down, which I think they're going to, because I think they were playing over their head this season. Jalen Brown becomes a huge trade Jalen option.
0: Touch client. Let's stop talking about Jalen Brown. Next. <laughs>
1: Everybody who y'all,
0: <laughs> you see how you bite your nose off and let fight you? I don't even remember to say it. Everybody who y'all would have trained for
3: is a clutch client.
7: <laughs> oh, man. not B.I. <laughs> what, what's B.I.?
0: He Rock Nation?
7: No, I think. Uh, hold on, I think I just looked at. I think it's Was- No, not Wasserman. One of these. One of these other places.
3: Uh, Yo, did State. I have- did
9: I just hear you say a couple of statements ago that the Knicks imagine you had like a Kristaps Porzingis, and then the defense would get stretched out and the paint would be open, and that's something that the Knicks yeah, would really it- want? And I remember having that exact same conversation with you for my argument why Joel and B will be so good for this team. And you told me no and picked Carl Anthony Towns in front of my face, in front of him, and I'm still having nightmares over that. So can we go back to that? I don't like, I don't like Embiid. Oh, my Lord, bro. Just because you don't oh, like him. Don't. You don't like his talent either? You think his
0: talent's bad? No. <laughs> I just think he will never be a championship one or two option on any team. It because- would be
1: a- Joel Embiid, Jimmy Butler. Just saying, that's the most realistic, and, J- and Joel
9: Embiid is the guy that I would want, not a 35 year old Jimmy Butler. And you keep giving me age stats, state mm-hmm. every time I ask you about a free agent. And then when it comes to Jimmy Butler, you forget the age stat because it's Jimmy Butler. You can't have it both ways,
7: brother. You can't do that. You know? but, then, but then we also gotta, um, again, account for the fact Will Philly trade and be within the comp within the division we talked about that we don't think
9: that's gonna happen likely because you know how most teams do it if you're a smart gm you don't want the team in the same division not alone same conference with you You want to switch to the other
7: conference at best so you can get them out of the way so this is so this is why i'm thinking you know like zion might cap for his boy rj and that's why i think bi might be more and he's with excel um jeff schwartz is his agent with Excel Sports, what's the lineup with uh, Bi? Bi, Randall, uh, Robinson, Brunson, and I would still stay with Grimes because you need somebody to guard those point guards, and at least um, Grimes could give you something there. We, I, I don't think Hart could drive I don't think Hart could um, cover the point guards that. Need to be covered in, and and Grimes is supposed to be a defensive specialist. So, but your main three guys scoring would be Bi, um, uh, Randall and Brunson.
0: Yo, the last time I seen Brandon Ingram and Randall play together, my right hand man is a Lakers diehard fan. He said he'd never want to see those two play together again. Yo, the, the way Brandon Ingram dominates the ball, if you, this is how I know. Like a lot of y'all. Like and I, I'm not accusing
7: you of this, Brutus. But you got to, you got to remember that was like in the beginning of their careers. They're, they're in different stages now, so I think. And Brandon Ingram is a a much better player, and he actually can handle and pass the ball, averaging five assists. So
5: and, and Ingram, is and more Ingram more has played on. On. so he can. he's played play Zion. Like, Zion hasn't don't even know. played.
7: No, <laughs> no, no, don't get yeah, me that. They barely they play. He plays off a of Zion. Zion, when is Zion playing? <laughs> but when they're the together, is still the Zion's getting the most mo-
9: points a game. Man, why you why you make Brutus freaking make his uh phone turn into a megaphone? You know how he gets. What's okay. wrong with you? I'm sorry, I'm trying to get away. What's from- wrong
7: with
5: you, man?
9: Get out of here with that, Chris. Don't I'm get so, Brutus I'm upset. I'm just
7: grilling up some sound man, uh, talking with <laughs> nah, I'm, No, I'm, I'm, I'm,
5: swear, I'm right? agreeing with I'm agreeing with you, Brutus. Oh, okay. <laughs> going to saying that because because Zion like Zion and they're playing together. Zion gets more shot than Ingram, kind of the way Randall would. So they Ingram is not what he used to be when he was with the Lakers, where he was go to guy. He's used to playing off people now.
9: No, lie, I agree with State one hundred percent, Bruce. I do not like the sound of Ingram and and uh, Randall together. That sounds like a really really bad fit. I think they play too close uh, to the same position. That's so Yeah, I don't, I don't like it. I really don't. And and they are a little bit ball dominant. They well, play not a small forward. He's a small forward. Yeah, foul. but he Six, does. But, he with he but, he it. but when they play small, he switches to he switches to the four as well too. He can play the three and no, he can and he can do it well too. But the thing is though, when you got Julius and him, they both command the ball. I know uh, Ingram gets assists, right? Randall gets assists too, right? But I guarantee you, if I told you Randall, uh, Randall. Um, Passes a lot. Well, what other star
7: player are we going to get who doesn't, you know, like pass the ball?
9: Like, pretty much all of them, if you're a top player, has the ball in there. I don't mind if you have the ball in your hands, but I need you to do something when you have it in your hands. And that's why I argue with Joel Embiid, right? For me, it makes sense because when he has the ball in his hands, the opposing center has to go out and guard him, which Mitchell Robinson, as you can see, almost always has a a challenge doing because when, say again.
0: Why he never got out the second round? Because of the Kawhi's
9: one extra He's bounce, that's why.
7: Extra
9: bounce that's why. Kawhi's extra bounce, that's why. Oh, because of a superstar wing, right? Listen, man. Listen. I'm I telling mean, you, brother. I'm telling you, listen to this, right? I agree with you. I hear you. He didn't get out of the second round, right? And if, I, I know if I mention Luca right now, who's another superstar he didn't get out of the second round, you'd be telling me, Yo, bro, what the hell, man? That's, that's not that's not cool. That's not right. Uh, you know, Lucas mad young. Don't worry about him. Listen, bro. What I'm trying to tell you is that sometimes situations matter. And you know that for a fact. Wasn't
2: Luca just in the Western Conference All right, finals? finals? Excuse
9: me. Not, what's the college, not, not, what's not, finals? Not, not the, not the NBA Finals. Let's talk about the NBA Finals, right? That's the dance, right? Getting to the dance. Joel was a, a bounce away from getting to the dance. Luca didn't get to that dance. So technically, both of them, right? Age, age regard, regardless, none of them, two star, superstar, megastar players. They didn't get a team that they were supposed to get to the dance, right? It doesn't mean those two teams are bad players, though, right? Maybe you put them in a different situation, different people around them. Maybe it makes a difference. Maybe if Luka had some people who could shoot around them better than, you know, Tim Hardaway Jr. and I don't know who else is around them. Uh, and what, Reggie Bullock put two other people around them, maybe DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine. What happens to that team? Do they go? Are they a contender? Because that's how you determine what a megastar is, right? If you add him to a team, do they become a contender? Is Joel Embiid to the Knicks right now? If you switched him for Mitchell Robinson and it was Jalen Brunson, uh, Emmanuel Quickly, R.J. Barrett, Julius Randle, and Joel Embiid, is that a contender?
1: Yes. (laughs) It would
9: probably still be Quentin
7: Grimes in the backcourt. Right, because I think Emmanuel uh, quickly uh, probably would be
9: proud of that deal. Yeah, you're right. But I'm just saying, you know, how I would like. Him. No, no, he
7: wouldn't be. A, no, no, no. We're not trading quick, man. I'm not quick, saying, He's not I'm not part saying of that deal. I want to
9: trade quick, but I'm saying. But I'm just saying he
7: wouldn't be the starter. He wouldn't be the starter. He would still fill his role as like six Unless man. you
9: traded Grimes in the deal to get Envy, because you don't know what's going to take to get him.
7: Okay, right? that, that, that could be. Yeah, that so true, if that true. happens, but I don't
9: saying. think they're going to take Mitchell straight up for him if you're going to do that.
7: But then Hart would probably just start there.
9: Maybe, potentially. You're right. I don't know. I don't know. We would have to see it. But I'm saying that, if, again, if you add a player like that to a team and they become a contender, then you have to call it what it is then, right? You can't say, what is Joel Embiid never done for me? But if I told you I'll put him in a different situation and he could get you to the finals then, then it's a whole – we're talking about two different things. So we've we got to acknowledge the fact that sometimes situation matters, right? Kevin Durant's so an all-star player. Couldn't do it in OKC. Went to the Warriors. I know it's a bad example because the Warriors were – fucking nuts because right right Right. no I get it I get it but you also then you also understand that you can't do it by yourself if you're a one star right because situation matters Kyrie Irving Kevin Durant and that situation didn't work for them in Brooklyn right for for a number of reasons either those players are championship one options Kevin Durant
0: we Kevin Durant is not a championship one option Nope, he is not a championship one option Stephen Curry
1: is a championship one. So option.
0: Kevin, you did not just. So Kevin say Durant's that. a two. Kevin Durant without Curry, and did Curry <laughs> win?
1: <a championship> without
0: <laughs> I'm without out. Him? Yes or no?
9: So your determination on if somebody is a ch- is a number one is if they had to have won an NBA championship. Yes. So Donovan Mitchell, so Donovan not- Mitchell's a number <laughs> one.
0: Or 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 you've had playoff success. And I see, oh, I see it in. So like, you I don't see,
9: see Kevin Durant, who's won finals MVP after finals nah. MVP, dropped it nope. on uh, LeBron James in the same spot nope. in the same play, in uh, different playoffs years, helped Steph Curry win those titles as well, too. Steph was a big part it of is it is as dope. well. Yeah. But you don't think KD showed you anything during those playoff nope. runs
0: that makes him a number one? Nope. he joined the bandwagon and, made me, and forced me to watch the best NBA team I've ever seen in my life. And it it blew mine and during those same seasons, I was subjected to watch Frank Lakina and Kevin Knox. So spare me that Kevin Durant is a championship. Donovan Mitchell's
9: a championship one option though. But Kevin Durant is not, not
0: he's not. He's a championship two option. LeBron James is a championship. You one told one me option.
9: the other day that Donovan Mitchell's a number one in a championship team. So you're changing it now. Uh, uh, so on. okay on. so now you're up there
0: the all right i just want to make sure we're clarifying that because all right on. perfect all no, right good 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 over the summer over the summer i thought he was a championship one i but i said to you specifically my caveat for him being a championship one option was um if we had a team good evening Mel. if we good evening if we had a team with uh brunson donovan uh brunson donovan rj and randall I felt like Donovan could have been the one option in that situation. You know what I'm saying? Like that would have been. Yeah, but
9: that wasn't a yeah, conversation though, State. I asked you for it. I I said the same thing with Jalen Brunson. The question was is Jalen Brunson a number two option at the very least, because you agreed that Donovan Mitchell was a number one option on a championship team. <laughs> that was what you're saying. You're not gonna backtrack me. <laughs> but I don't All right? You're not gonna walk around <laughs> me, brother. I see what you was doing. Instead of walking right for me, you Jaywalked right
0: past me. Uh-uh. Nope, nah, (laughs) nah, 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 nah. nah. Yo, I say this. I say this. I'm just basing all I I base a lot of my takes off of what I see, not from what I know. So if I see you give me playoff, uh, 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 if I see you give me playoff wins, then I'm gonna just see what I say, right? So I've seen Donovan Mitchell lead a bunch of Europeans to the playoffs. (laughs) So that's what I'm going. Hey, hey, and as far as Jalen Brunson's concern, um at first I, at first I thought it was his playoff run was like fluky a little bit. But then that shit he did the Devin Booker. So like I I believe he's a championship three. I don't know if he could be your two. Now, if he's your two, that means your one option is Kawhi Leonard like. That that's what you're telling me. So, so it's it's tough for me to own, um, guys. Those conversations. Hey, don't I, I, now, if Donovan Mitchell wins a championship, nope. I am right. He's a championship one option. But I don't think nope. I don't think he's a championship one option after what I've seen what he done for Cleveland and what I expected for him to do and prove. Um, he hasn't proved that to me. So God you least. can't say that that if he was a championship, but you was right
9: because you just updated your take. That means you just said he's not. So I just want to make it clear. But so he, is he is he or is he not a, a number one on a champion on, on a team? He's on championship he's not, level team. He's not.
0: He's he's not. not. But when you're a part when you're a part of anti fan negative Nick Twitter, <laughs> you don't live by the rules of positive Nick Twitter, right? I know I'm a narrative artist. I know these things. Like I don't hide it. I know I got a little bias for RJ. Like, I know these things. But I know when I'm wrong. I was dead wrong about the Donovan Mitchell take. I am probably am wrong about the Jalen Brunson take. But Brunson going to have to show me that. That's all. Brunson going to have to show me. I, I, I like Brunson, though. Brunson is good money, though. I You know, I, I like the way the team goes, and hopefully we could go somewhere far. But um, what you call it? I've been on here for about two hours, two, three hours. Right? shout out to you Doka side Shout-outs to Brutus. I appreciate all of y'all joining me today. I know that Brutus... And Smitty's about to start running a a, a, a um pregame pod. Uh, no, nah, we're not we're
7: not doing it tonight because um they're doing the um joint thing that uh with these uh Laker people. All right, all right. We some kind of Laker still going on. Uh, I'm not on it, so.
0: All right, so I'll see y'all later on tonight after the game. I will be around the shit on the Knicks, um if they do lose, but I will be around to celebrate this W if we win. So. Yes. I appreciate all of you guys. Oh, I might do a pregame, too, if, if, if it falls forward. If I got if I got a loose, like, 45 minutes to an hour, Brutus, we could, we could probably do a pregame before this game. Okay, um,
6: I'm with you. All
0: right, so, you know, I just finished. And it's crazy because I just finished, like, helping the doctors and helping my supervisors with a room, and this room had a triple bypass surgery. And, oh, my God. Uh, yeah, just like whatever you envision. Yeah. Oh, God. That's
7: yeah. how it looked. <laughs> so my wasn't mental... Wasn't pretty,
0: in other words. Nah, it wasn't a, <laughs> My mental... For me to stay, like, mentally healthy and, and me to stay sane and me to, like, see certain shit, this is why, like, I like to talk to y'all on Twitter spaces. This shit helps me get through my day. Literally. Like, it helps me feel like I'm not at work. People don't understand, like... Everybody goes through something. Like, people go through secret depression... Secret, uh, people go through anxiety, anxiety, Um, white, black, purple, Chinese, uh, fucking French, um, South American, African, English, Austria, I don't give a fuck what you are. Everybody goes through something mentally, and sometimes you need to hear certain things or you need to sit down and listen to a podcast and listen to some that helps you get through your day. So a lot of people do this shit. few People, yo, you'll be surprised how many times... I had a I was having a bad day. I said, "Yo, let me go on frustration, man. Let me shoot these dudes talking about man." And then my day is fine because now I vented. I, I talked to a bunch of Knicks fans. I screamed at you, motherfuckers. Now I'm in a good mood because now all my screaming and shit is done. Now I'm good. I'm, I could go for the rest of the day. So, like, appreciate all of you guys. Um, just for Brutus, I, I try to start the the pregame up about eight o'clock. Um, hopefully, I could get through. This next hour works. I'm trying to speed through this shit. Um, I appreciate all of you guys. Um, yo, I appreciate you, Miguel, man. Without you and Brutus, man, um, Nick's J, um, Chris, without you guys, I, I wasn't even going to continue the pod this long. Like, it wasn't supposed to go this long. I'm not going to hold you up. But I. Oh, <laughs> what, what you that? Oh, Brutus, I thought you were about to say something.
7: What? Like. No, that's these dad-dogs. They just. somebody that's Stop born. stealing those
9: motherfucking dogs, man. I know what you're doing over there, yo. Raising all those damn dogs trying to make some money. Think I know what the fuck you're doing. Don't play games. Try to say, oh, they just showed up. Yeah, they, they show up, huh? Yeah, okay. Okay, bro. That damn bank guy. See, look, see? Are you
0: pointing fingers? Blaming other people? Okay. All right. Yo, I appreciate it all of y'all, man. Let's go next. Let's get this fucking win tonight. Go follow next faces. She's up to 900. Appreciate all of you guys. Peace and blessings, man.